Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 302. We just had Miss Click here, but she had to she had to pop out for a bit. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna go spend some time tonight relaxing and all of this. And then obviously we we talk about Sean real quick. He had some stuff going on, as people have seen, and he's made a couple of videos explaining things. And uh, he'll 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 be recuperating. He'll be back when he's able to be back. Um, but he is he's in good spirits. He's feeling better. So uh, he's um, he's just he's just dealing with with his stuff right now, but we'll see him around. I think he was in the chat even. So feel free to feel free to ping him in there yeah, as well. We, but we love you, Sean. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you when you're ready, Sean. You want to get back? We can get back to it. But uh, but let's see. We have still some people over here tonight. Got some stuff to go over. We're going to be talking about uh, Fire Emblem Engage, which came out. We got the Halo Microsoft Madness. It was. Not a great week for Microsoft and Xbox, but we'll we'll go over that uh, tonight. And then we have some stuff with Nintendo to talk about because Bloomberg dropped some some news that was uh, that was quite interesting. We'll say for the week. Let's go around here. We'll start with Max Dreamcast guy. How are you, Max? Hi, I'm great. Good. I'm secretly eating a giant taco, and I'm happy. Oh, okay. Good. 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 Good to have Max here. We have MVG Modern Vintage Gamer. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. As always. I like I liked your video, Evgeny, about the I I forgot about that barn that barnyard like thing. The Halo I, barn leak. I completely forgot about that thing. That was that yeah. had some nostalgic flair to it, man. That was fun. I, I had a lot of fun making that video. So check it out if you haven't seen it. It's on my channel. Check it out. Yeah, that was good a good video. one. And we got we got OJ Playerisons. What's up? Good to be here. Had a great pre-show today. Shout out to everybody that came through. And uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about all sorts of cool stuff. We got Nate. Nate the Hates here. Yes, I'm trying to get the Giants game on a volume that doesn't come through the microphone so people don't bitch about it. Good good to have Nate here. Did the Giants score yet? No. Oh. They haven't scored yet because I wasn't watching the game until now. Now things are going to turn around. Daniel Jones is going to show why he is an elite quarterback and they're going to charge their way to victory. I think it's going to be a long night for the Giants. <laughs> it's going to be a long RGT. day tomorrow for the 49ers. Uh, no, it's not. And we need to check on RGT just to make sure if things don't go yeah, well. Yeah, we, we, we have to check double on Double check on RGT. <laughs> we'll have to check on him. Uh, we, we, uh, it should be, should be a fun night tonight. I, we actually, yeah. I mean, did, did, Nate, did you get engaged? Fire Emblem engaged? yes but okay. i have okay. not played it yet okay not a problem not a problem because i know sean was playing it right now um but otherwise i think i don't know mvg did you get a copy in oh. okay so it might just be me and oj right now because i know max you were waiting on for spoken to come my, in okay well my my copy of engage comes tomorrow but i, I want to oh. hear y'all talk about it okay. i'm so excited i've only heard good things okay cool 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 we'll uh we'll start with the discord question though evan what you got for us how do some game boy games like classic game boy games have color on the game boy color Oh, they, well, some of them were, they were kind of designed with like that, like Zelda yeah. DX came out. It was, came out later. It was like that black cartridge, but it had the color palettes built in. Yep. It was programmed into the ROM, basically, the different color palettes you could you could have. By the way, one of the coolest things going on right now is that people are going in and they're adding color palettes to older Game Boy games. So if you, you can actually put it on a flash card and put it on your Game Boy Color and it will work. They look mm -hmm. great. I have a bunch of those on my analog pocket yeah. and they, they look so good. They almost look like new games. They look like remakes. They're insane. Yeah, I think 
the one of the Mega Man <laughs> ones just recently came out. Yep. And it looks incredible. They did a lot five. of work to it. So it's that's one of the cooler mods that, that have been coming out recently. Um, you have another Discord question, Evan? What's an obscure game you guys have played and enjoyed but no one has ever heard of? Uh, oh, Mr. I'm going to say Mr. Bones on the Sega Saturn. Every single level is like a different style of gameplay. So there's like a rhythm level where you have to like play music. And then mm -hmm. there's one where there's like an infinite runner and you have to dodge stuff. Then there's like a platformer. The game is just so you could never sell it today. It's too many genres, but I love that game. And I've never served anybody even acknowledge it exists. There was, there was, there's, I mean, if I go back to way back in the day when there was this big blast of MMORPGs and everyone was trying to do it, there were probably some. I'm just, I can't think of the names for them. There's also, yeah. there was uh, Asheron's Call. There mm -hmm. was not uh, Dark Age of Camelot. There was all these. I feel kind like of weird Dark ones. Age was semi-big. Everyone was trying to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then there was also this old game on Newgrounds as a drag racing game where I did was a space bar to shift. That was really fun. But I think I just played that in like math class and stuff. I know everyone like I know everyone knew about Mist back in the day, but in a similar vein, Lighthouse was probably one of my favorite older games from Sierra. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Those days in old old school Sierra. There's a lot of obscure stuff then. You have, a, you have another short question, Evan? The AAA looter shooter genre is four for four for bad games. Will Suicide oh, Squad finally break the curse? Oh, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll actually hold that question, Evan, because that's part of uh, one of our topics tonight is, is the Suicide Squad stuff. Uh, okay, let's let's actually get into... Let's let's get into Fire Emblem Engage first off, because I think right now it's just OJ and I who have played it, and I'm I'm four and a half hours in now. So I've been playing it here and there. I think I've played probably majority in handheld mode, like 60-40, I think, right now. Uh, and I i mean, it's still early on. Three houses, there's a significant time investment. But the, the start so far, I'm enjoying. I think I'm just more interested in this story than three houses so far. Although people seem to like the three houses storyline and the interconnection of the different houses and all of that, right? But... This was just more straightforward. It's like, hey, there's rings out there. You got to go get them. And it's, okay, that, yeah. that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. And they have the big bad guy in there. And and uh, and she's already killing her like underlings if they fail her and stuff. It's like, well, okay, that's the evil one. All right, so I got to pay attention to her. And there, there's a lot of talking for probably describing very simple events. But it's the cutscenes and stuff are, are are played out well enough for me anyway. But I don't, I said before, I was getting kind of fatigued of the, the college school setting stuff and the classroom stuff. So this is more like, Hey, we're just, it's medieval times, fantasy elements. We're just running around. We're just, we're just killing stuff. That's that. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Got the permadeath on, of course. So you get that, that, that feeling of you can't just send the people wherever. And uh, it's, it's been, the tactical battles are good. You have these rings and you'll like, engage with past uh, fire emblem characters and they fuse together dragon ball style almost and uh, you get some pretty cool effects from it the cutscenes for it are good you think it kind of played out and you could skip them real fast like after you see them a couple times you're like all right yeah let's skip this but they i like the effects visually it it's pretty good i think it's better than three houses there is some shimmering in the game like and aliasing kind of thing blur, right blur a little bit of blurriness like on the textures on their yeah, outfits yeah, yeah. you know 
Yeah, but whenever I get these tactical style games, I something about them, I don't necessarily go in thinking this is going to blow my mind visually. Like when I played through Diofield Chronicle, I didn't go into it thinking this is going to be the most mesmerizing, mind-blowing experience visually. And it wasn't like the PS5 I was playing it. So I, I think it's because you're zoomed out and you're looking at the characters from far away that I'm never thinking this is like God of War level visuals or anything either way. But uh, so far, so good for me. Uh, I don't know, OJ, what, what are you thinking so far about this one? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, this is the first straight up like new Fire Emblem game in quite some like since like even like Awakening. I mean, like that that's the like usually it's like multiple paths. It's like, oh, there's relationships like marriage and all these different things that just kind of fill up time. Mm -hmm. And this one's just kind of yeah, more straightforward. So I, I talked about it a couple of times because there is, for those who don't know, there is a very big divide in Fire Emblem community. There's like people that just love old school which doesn't have all that with exception of some games like genealogy of the holy war where there's like children and you know there's marriage and stuff and then it goes from part one to part two but most of the games are just straight up you know and then there's like the new school fire emblem which is like awakening it up which is you know a bunch of support conversations and relationships and all the different type of stuff so this is the first time that we've gotten a game you know that doesn't have those you know since the new fire emblem, that doesn't have all that they have it but it's not as intense. It's not as pronounced as the previous one. So it was interesting to see how people like John uh, would respond and people that are just trying, maybe getting into Fire Emblem for the first time. So that's been interesting just to see people talking. And for the most part, it's been pretty respectful. Like I, I, I like the conversation on both sides. You know, I think that if you like the relationship stuff, that's cool. Um, the marriage stuff, that's cool. But I think that if you're looking for just more of a straight up Fire Emblem, maybe even a first one to get into, this is a good game to start with. Um, there are some things that, like, if you do, if you don't know the previous characters, they will make some comments yeah. to stuff that happened in their game, yeah. like particularly in their game, like what happened to them, and you might be a little bit lost on that, but it's nothing too much. Um, but overall, it's 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 fun. Like, it's I like, feel like if I was really into Fire Emblem, some of the appearances, OJ, of these different characters and the rings and stuff, I'd be like, I'd be way more excited for them. Oh, Otherwise, oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, that character looks cool. Oh, okay, that that, that engaged yeah. fusion looks cool. Okay, cool. I can deal I, with this. I, <laughs> I feel like if if I, I would be like popping a lot more if I if I was really into Fire Emblem. With yeah, like the older games. I'm really into it. So, you know, this this won't be a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil it. But you know, for Genealogy of the Holy War, you know, if you know what happened to Sigurd. And what happens to him, that's the guy on the, the lance and everything. And mm -hmm. he goes like, he refer he references what happens to him in a certain situation with, you know, with his children and like, you know, how he kind of failed them, you know, because he kind of got like, clapped. So like stuff like that, like you're like, oh man, it makes you feel bad. Because if you've played Genealogy of the Holy War, you know what happens to Sigurd, you know, you know what happens to him. So it's really cool to see like the little stuff that they actually bring in from their previous games that maybe they still have regrets from or maybe like they understand like where the characters are feeling from in, in that perspective. So that that's cool. Um, so yeah, maybe you might want to watch like a little retrospective, uh, you know, on the characters, just like some of the some of the games. Like there's a lot of good ones out there. But even if you miss it, you don't you don't have to worry about it. Like the gameplay is good enough to carry it, and really you can just kind of go through and upgrade your weapons and have fun and beat the crap out of people and use all the different stuff. Yeah, like, that's, all, that's of, not what yeah. I do. I'm having fun. Yeah, with yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of like I, I call it sauce. There's like a ton of like elements in the game that like you can like break it. You know, like engaging and like bond, uh, bond fragments and like. Uh, doing like the ring fusion stuff and the training like there's so many different things that you can do to like enhance the gameplay and uh, do little things 
um, to just make it more fun. Just like a lot yeah. of different elements, you know? So that's that's cool. And it's straight up, like a straight up Fire Emblem game. Um, you know, it's 40, 50 hours type of game, you know, um, maybe faster if you're playing on an easier difficulty. And there's replay value and stuff like that. You can go back and I like, can do tower trials. They, they have everything in there. To just be a good, solid, like no, like crazy fluff. Three houses, you know? three houses, the best-selling Fire Emblem, right? Yeah, yeah, best-selling. What is, what is that? Is that, a, it's, is that like, th what is that? Three and a four, three, three and a half? 3.8 as like... 2021 at the okay. end of 20 so we don't have all of 2022 sales um but yeah as of that the best selling one i kind of i don't know, i think engage might might get there i don't know engage is looking pretty good right now from what i've played like i said i it's, you go into fire emblem and you're expecting 40 50 hour play so playing 10 percent of the time i'm gonna be in it it's i need to play more of it but i uh, i did notice one issue though with this one uh it had it has it has it has voice acting in it oh and no i know well i noticed that pokemon <laughs> i mean that's gonna 30 40 million maybe sold to this thing and there's no voice acting so we might have to cut that out next time because <laughs> uh they <laughs> now the voice acting's good <laughs> that's i i and sort of they started talking i was like oh yes that's right this has voice acting yeah, Fire why don't why yeah. don't you? Where's my Pokemon Violet case? Fire Emblem's had voice acting. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, had I know. It since, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it's had it since Awakening. It's had it since the 3DS days. So yeah, it's had it for and it's been very good voice acting, like very mm -hmm. very good voice acting in Fire Emblem. So yeah. it's cool that it's back. It's pretty much almost all voice. There are some lines in the Somnio that's not voiced, but for the most part, it's all it's all good. It's voice. That that that's great. Um, I do like the little exploration stuff. Like after you beat a mission, you can kind of just like walk around, like you mm -hmm. can um. You know, talk about items, people, and you know, pick up items, you can adopt animals, you know, so it's uh, pretty cool. I like it. I've been adopting a lot of chickens, chicken. You like need the, chickens. They drop yeah. eggs. That's I, I put I put that together. I'm like, all right, this will work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like and they keep they keep introducing new things for you to do. So it's like, all right, they, they're slowly dropping them to you. It's like, all right, now you can go to this bulletin board, donate stuff to yeah. make this region better. And then you can adopt more animals. Now it's like, oh, you have this bond relationship going up. Go check this out. So it, it's slowly building it up. And I feel like when you're probably when you're like 10 hours in, you'll look around and understand everything and know how to do it all. So I, I yeah. good start, good start. Liking Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I think this is a more straightforward tactical game that gets away from the classroom and the social elements. And for me, that's a good thing because, yeah, man, I actually almost fell asleep in school and I wasn't even in, actually in school. So another, another thing is that the weapon triangle is back and that is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the weapon triangle and the weapon triangle is back. And on top of that, it's like easier for newcomers because if you just press the plus button, it'll tell you what the weapon triangle is. So if you ever forget, mm -hmm. um, it easily pops it up there. And they'll also tell you on the map. Like they'll tell you like like a little, like if you're about to fight an enemy and if you have a sword and that person has an ax, it'll tell you like, it'll cross out the ax saying, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna body this dude right now. Like he's gonna drop his weapon through a break. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's cool. Like I like those little things. That's why I say it's pretty good to start with because Three Houses does not have a weapon triangle. Um, it does just kind of like, you know, arts that can be effective against certain enemies. And this one just, it's very straight. The weapon triangle is very straightforward, you know, just rock, paper, scissors. So I think that's that's a cool way for people to just start out, you know, if you're, um, if you want to get into tactics games. And of course you have like the casual mode in there. Those things really help out, you know, with uh, new players um, and all that. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Yep, big recommendation. I so far so good. So I think you're really going to like it, Nate. So you're, you're, I know you're like a, the, the old school Fire Emblem gamecube fan so i think you'll like it yeah i'll probably get around to it maybe tomorrow mm -hmm. or next week hopefully before dead space comes out 
You can just play yeah. it whenever, man. I, I swear, like, if you play this game, like, a year from now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was fun. You know? This seems like, like a good game. Like, if yeah, you're going to yeah. hang out and play, watch football tomorrow, Nate, this seems like yeah. a good game to kind of play while you're watching football or something. You can, you can just, like, casually play. Like, I, I feel that three houses, you, you need to be, like, involved because of all the other stuff going on, you know? It feels like if you if you drop it for a while, you like, you'll forget because of the yeah. calendar system. Like, because, you know, it has a calendar system and, like, you have to do different tasks in between that. I mean, you can skip all that stuff in three houses, but it's still very very involved whereas this game's just kind of like here's the chapter here's this base which home bases aren't new home bases have been in fire emblem games in the past so this one's just kind of more straight up you know some people like that some people don't like it but either way i mean it's like whatever but it's, you can just kind of play it casually good stuff good stuff enjoying uh fire emblem definitely recommend it do we have a discord question over there evan what failed gaming concept do you wish succeeded connect with you etc you make go <laughs> That's still coming out, right? <laughs> the Amico? The Amico. <laughs> uh, did you guys see I, that Amico would... video? I did. God, it's so good. What was that, it? What oh failed what? God. Evan, what failed what? Gaming <laughs> concept. Like the Kinect, like the Wii U. It's basically things that were kind of offbeat that just uh, fell through. I, I'm I just going to say the Dreamcast, but the, yeah. that, that carried over because we we ended up having online and all that. No, we have the, the memory cards. Yeah, the VMUs. Yeah. I wish, so for those who didn't do it, the VMU, your memory card had a screen on it and there would sometimes be games you could play, like your chow could race mm -hmm. and stuff. And when you took it home, it'd play better. You could also have it connect to another memory card. So on the playground, I only got to do it a couple times. You could have your like little Pokemon characters basically fight. Um, I wish that like Nintendo had a thing. Since Nintendo has a cell phone app, it'd be cool if I could like take my Fire Emblem engage mm. file, put it on the phone, and go to, to my friend battle him or something. I have I like know. benefits for it. Just yeah. to, like, oh, that's not I'd a terrible be, idea, actually. I'd be totally down. I actually talked about that quite a bit, Max. But I felt that like the next Switch or the next system was going to integrate. And I think I even said it one time on here, that'd be cool Like if you had like little things that you can download and play and have mm -hmm. full integration and better ways to navigate the store, stuff like that's fully yeah. integrated with your next system. That would be super cool on a smartphone and doing stuff like that. Because like you said, the VMU stuff was incredible. Like my mind was blown I loved it. Yeah. when I first saw VMU. I was like, what is this? Like, I, I think I played, what was it? Sega Rally or something like that? Yep. You can play like a little little uh mm -hmm. game yeah, on the go it, you know it was so minimal but it was actually yeah, kind of fun to just play, play little races if you play virtual tennis on the dreamcast and you have it plugged in and you look down it has a little stick figure that'll follow your character's movements while you're hitting the ball mm -hmm, it's pretty mm -hmm. cool or yeah. no the best it, it, best implementation was definitely for uh nfl because you pick your plays on the vmu oh, that yeah. made so much sense oh yeah. The, yeah resident evil resident evil some of the games would show your health on the vmu and some would say your current ammo yeah and i like yeah. that that was so that was cool. cool too yeah uh, that's I liked uh my favorite was Silent Scope. Remember mm -hmm. that one? Where mm -hmm. it, oh no, what's like, that one? You, you, the, it was a it was a game where you had the sniper rifle and mm -hmm. you would like take up um like terrorists, terrorists and stuff. Big yeah. in the arcades. So, yeah. the, so arcade, with the VMU, when you had the shot lined up, the VMU would actually like show like a, a like a, an animation of oh. you like at the shot. It was really, really cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I might have to check that out. That game. Yeah, I, I played Silent Scope in the arcades, but I never played it on a console. A Dreamcast uh, version is, is sick. It's great. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Okay, okay. I'll have to check that out. I, I will check that out, actually. I have a little GDE moom as well. Yep. See how it is. That's it was cool. that era of arcade games where, like, the announcer would scream the intro to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Silent. Silent. Yeah. Oh, 
you know. Yeah, and, and that was the last. I remember the first time I played that game. I turned it on at midnight with a burned disc, and I put it on my Dreamcast, and he screamed "Silent Scope," and I literally like, oh god, like turned the TV off. <laughs> Those are the good days, man. Those are the good days. Uh, all right, let's let, let's actually let's go to we'll talk about the the Xbox stuff first, I guess. With Microsoft, with Halo, with three four three, the whole thing. So we had news break. It was it was before the news actually came out. I think Jason Schreier reported on it and a few others that Microsoft is moving to lay off up to ten thousand employees by the end of Q three. So to my under my understanding, it's still ongoing right now, and the actual headcount for layoffs that are that they're at now and how many more would be coming it's not really public people are trying to gather the info and bring it together but for the gaming side it appears like coalition was affected uh, 343 seemed to come up from like everyone that was one of the the biggest ones apparently they laid off the entirety of their hololens and augmented reality Jeez. side which HoloLens, I believe they had a contract with the army and that had to go back to the drawing board. It was worth the tune of like $500 million or something. And uh, they, it didn't pass through Congress. So they went back to the drawing board and they have $40 million to figure it out again, which you go from the expected 500 million to 40 million. And I guess it, Microsoft was like, now nah, we're, we're cutting that out. So, uh, but 343 came up a lot and it was talked about quite a bit online by apparently a lot of ex Halo developers too. Now there are people who have moved on from 343 because Microsoft has like MVG, can you you, you can explain how this works exactly? There's like contractor position at Microsoft for mm -hmm. a, a place like 343. Yep. To my understanding, it lasts up to 18 months and they have to leave for a while and then they can come back later on i'm not really sure why that would be the case why they have to leave and then come back it's maybe some type of state law thing or some type of law but um yeah i mean contracting in video games especially triple a's is very very common because you know you obviously just want that person available for the particular role for the duration of the project and then after that it's like well you know, we may want to hire you on full time if we do, if you do good work, but most of the time these contractors kind of just get rolled off and and look for other things to do. So it's, yeah, it's it's pretty common in the industry, and and not in just the video games, in in many other industries as well. Contract work is is quite common. Right. I read, I read that they said that they did it for tax purposes, which is that if you create a position, you get a tax write off. So they constantly have it where they can be hiring huge chunks and then letting them go. And then they hire you again. So you get the tax write off again. So they just keep doing it forever. Yeah, so someone that's in, someone in the chat saying Washington state labor law. So yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Maybe oh. they can only work a maximum of 18 months. Um, and then okay. they have to, you know, finish up and then so come back. It seemed to be just, it was like the tech industry in general had a really bad week with, with layoffs. It was, we had Meta, uh, Google. Google, Amazon. I mean, we're talking Unity. like Unity. And some of these big ones though, tens of thousands of layoffs. It was a lot all at once hitting and announcements everywhere. And people were finding out they lost their job like overnight. It was, it was pretty rough um, for what we're seeing online. 343 did come up as seemingly for the gaming side of microsoft as one of the harder hit sectors 
And there were a lot of reports getting out there, a lot of rumors getting out there too, a lot of speculation getting mixed in with the rumors and, and all this. Uh, according to Jason Schreier, they seem to lose almost the entirety of their campaign side. And he clarified that the campaign side that was, uh, that was laid off was mostly responsible for doing bugs and fixes like that with the current campaign and the map that they had set up. Not necessarily we're developing aspects for the campaign through DLC, because that's kind of where that led to with speculation and rumors. So I guess, I guess we'll start there with, with that. Is it better that, well, I was a little surprised that they hadn't worked on anything for campaign in terms of DLC. That one surprised me a bit because it, it felt like they were behind a bit because they were working on content for both aspects, multiplayer and campaign. Then it comes to find out that they were just in planning and conceptual stages and they didn't actually have any tangible DLC being worked on right now. That part surprised me. I don't know if that surprised anyone else. It, it did not so much that I guess I did a big video talking about the layoffs and then separately the Halo stuff. And I guess it's kind of shocking just to see, I mean, honestly, 343 Industries collapse because, I mean, they've done three Halo games now and it's just weird to watch what feels like the complete canning of them. I mean, watching especially all those tweets from ex-developers talking about bad management and poor timelines and how... This isn't even really an employee problem. It's just that nobody knew what the heck to do with Halo. They, it's weird they, to watch that. They did put a statement out. This is from Pierre Heinz. Pierre Heinz said, Halo Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. People seem conflicted as to if this is good or bad news, which is, I mean, they're saying Halo Master Chief is continuing, but I guess people are... I think it was mainly to kind of silence oh, yeah. of that, all that BS rumors that was going around a few days ago, which I was the first one to tweet that that was, was bullshit, by the way. It was true. I was the first one. Um, and Jason then corroborated it and all that sort of stuff later. But I think it was really just to let everyone know that, look, 343, whether you love us or hate us, we are the studio that makes Halo. It starts and stops with us. So we just want to re reassure everyone and, and remind everyone that, you know, we're not going to be a support studio for anyone else. We, uh, Halo is 343 and we're going to continue on. At least that was the message. I don't know on the execution side of that, what that will look like mm. over the next few years. But I think it was actually a pretty smart um, announcement to make on a Saturday, especially with all this kind of talk and rumors and, and stuff that's been going on over the last few days. Right. Yeah, definitely. It it definitely was to at least put that out there because if you're quiet for too long, it does make people wonder and speculate further. So three four three still still behind Halo, it looks like still backing it. Which I was a little confused about Twitter. I mean, I I tend to be in general, but I, people were trying to figure out what to do with Halo now because they thought three four three was done, it was over. I, which there are stories that they lost a third of their workforce. I don't know how true that actually is, but it seems like a lot of people well. A lot of people in general got laid off, but it seems like 343 percentage-wise was affected pretty pretty badly. But, I mean, I saw people say, like, Halo's got to be... It's got to become a mature-rated game because <laughs> it's it's teen-rated. They got to they gotta go they gotta go mature. That's the only direction for the franchise. And I'm thinking, Halo's been mature-rated for a while. They just went teen-rated with Halo 5. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I... 
I think there are a lot of people who don't have a lot of experience with Halo on, on the Xbox side. Not as much as I thought people would have. <laughs> so uh, I said if they want to try to go back to that, they need to go back to the mature rating and they need to figure out why people were so caught off guard and enamored by that flood scene. Go do that. Go figure it out. That's you want a story that's shocking. That was crazy when that happened. So mm-hmm. go back to go back to those days. I, I think they just need to maybe just make like the normal Halo game because like I I have all the Halo games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played all I played them all. But like to me, this felt so separated. You know, it was like oh, you get a campaign here later after multiplayer first, free to play. It's right there that already brings up i know free to play is the big rage i get it you know but right there that immediately just makes me pause real quick real, just for a second you know so maybe they can just make like halo 3 but like new and mm-hmm. then add some mm. innovations to that you know like add some build upon that and then just make some cool new stuff on top i know i know easier said than done you know and i don't think halo infinite's bad like i played it a lot i i played it quite a bit but i just got kind of tired of just like okay well let's just just playing this over and over but i'm not big on multiplayer in the first place to be honest but yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I, I i wish they would just kind of go back to maybe like halo 3 ish a lot of the a lot of the stories that people were telling on twitter these the ex-developers just everyone said there were communication problems that was it It was just like hey there's just we tried to say this this or this and it just got lost in the shuffle people were in and out constantly it was as hard to i don't know get anything done but i guess accomplish things together it was it was a very odd thing to see thrown online but nate you mentioned just in general there's a lot of emotion flying around either way so you kind of get i don't say a a skewed perspective but definitely the very extreme pushes one way or the other yeah you're gonna see a lot of emotional testimony for lack of a better term here where you're gonna have ex-employees come out and they're going to air their grievances that they had at the studio that they're no longer employed by and we've seen this time and time again that it's always not to use disgruntled but it's going to be the employee who didn't have a good time at the company to be most vocal and there's definitely valid criticism to throw at 343 it's clear that there's a management issue and this goes well into the bonnie ross days And with Halo Infinite, even going back pre-Halo Infinite, it feels as though they were a company who had employees who wanted to take Halo in a new direction, but management within the company and maybe even above within Microsoft itself wanted to retain something to the original trilogy. If Halo wants to do something new, do it. Completely break off what Halo was back on the original Xbox and 360 and do something new. Reboot the franchise. Don't be afraid to do it. They want to cling to that original idea so hard Mm. that we're continually just getting these recycled ideas where everything feels as though it's, we've already played the game before. And then they start to introduce new ideas, but they don't fully commit to it. Yeah. I kind of look at what Sony did with God of War where they, it wasn't like a reboot. They definitely changed a lot about that game and went in a fully different direction that's the kind of chance that microsoft needs to take with halo but i i kind of feel like 343 can't do it in their current state or where they were before maybe they're maybe they're restructuring and stuff and maybe it's better now but they would have i mean there were rumors that they 
tried to turn Halo into a hero shooter at one point. Yeah. Jesus. That's so risky. Like, what what Sony did with God of War was like a stroke of genius, but it was almost seems like they kind of had to do it at that point, right? Because, like, it's like, okay, you know, there's not many of these games like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, whatever, that are doing incredible. And if we want to reach like last of us type of sales numbers or whatever we got to do this right mm-hmm. like we still have shooters that are here now you know that that do great just as typical shooters whatever call of duty or whatever the case is right and i know hero shooters are doing great too but regular shooters can also do really good so i, I feel that like sony kind of like had to and like they have the chops to do it you know like they have the experience and sony santa monica's made phenomenal uh, single player god of war games before mm-hmm. you know they just kind of hit a little bump at the end of the road there but like with Halo, it's like, you know, they've made good multiplayer shooters before though, right? But I guess more people feel Bungie was like the... Bungie was like peak, that was peak Halo. Was yeah, when Bungie yeah. was rolling. 343's not been as good. And then like, they've yeah. never made a free-to-play shooter. So like you're going into something that's completely different than what your wheelhouse is. And on top of that, you're seen as like the, D, the second tier team anyway. So not only do you make a free-to-play, but then also you're the second tier team. So it just created a what I think maybe what we have right now, you know. Yeah. See, they just, they the situation really with Halo Infinite, especially with the three four three news that came out this week, mm-hmm. that is baffling, is that they come out and say we had nothing additional planned for campaign and single player. Right. Which I don't. Maybe at the current mo- like moment it wasn't active, but at some point down in the line, there were definitely discussions and expansions were planned. And let's just assume what they're saying this week is accurate. It was never planned. Then what was the rush to get the campaign out in 2021 as it was only to become feature complete? I use air quotes on that a year later. Mm-hmm. You could have waited to release Halo Infinite with full features of online co-op and all of that in holiday of 2022. Yeah. There was no reason to rush the game if you had nothing planned for it beyond what we currently have. It, it, it was like a no man's sky situation where they were coming out and saying things, but there was really no, like no sheet of paper that said, you can't say these things publicly. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Chris Lee was the one that said, we, this is a 10 year game, right? He said that, but like Chris Lee got fired or he left, he left three, four, three years ago. Right. Like, and the, the other thing about the campaign thing was like, uh, I heard it was like a, a, something that someone, someone said, on a podcast one time well, like you know what i'm saying it was a composer which made it seem more real the composer of the game said something like i'm writing music for the campaign dlc so everyone was like oh this must be real but you know who knows and that's that's one of the issues that i think has hurt hurt the game because there's all these expectations because of some some throwaway thing that one of the devs said or one of the higher ups said and people are like well, wait where's where's the 10-year game where's where's the campaign dlc where's all this stuff that you know, someone on a podcast said like six months ago or one year ago, but there was never like any Xbox wire, like press release or anything that mentioned anything along any of those things, you know? So I think, again, it just goes back to leadership and at 343, it was dysfunctional. It was clearly in a really, really bad place where there was all sorts of things going on. Most of the things we probably don't even know about that that Mm. happened there. And, And honestly, it was, it's a revolving door. Like, I know people that worked at 343 that left. I know people that still work at 343. Uh, and I've heard the same stories that Jason has reported on as well. It's just 
the tools there are not very good. It's uh, it's a bit of a revolving door for people to come in and out. A lot of people like leave three four three to go back to Bungie, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it, it's just it's always been just a bit of a mess at three four three, and I don't really know why it's continuing. But you know, with this, you know, with with this like the, being their rock bottom. I mean, you have to think that this is rock bottom for them, right? But for 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 the studio, um, it has to be. They they can only regroup and start to rebuild from here and hopefully they do it in the right way and they learn from everything that's happened you know over the last 10 12 years with that studio because it's it's been it's been really really bad it's just it seems it does seem weird to me that their big flagship intellectual property the studio behind it that's responsible solely for it reportedly lost a third of their workforce that seems weird yeah uh, and I will say the three four three debacle. I mean, you got it. You got to go up all the way up the ladder for that one. I assume, like you. Oh yeah. You, you probably got to go past. You got to go up to Phil Spencer on that. Oh, like, yeah. That's something he has to take charge of immediately and go. This, hold on. This is Matt Booty, in my opinion. Like you, Booty, you, you need to have a conversation <laughs> with him about this one. I'll get on it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I, think I mean, I think you have to. Blame. I'll take care. I'll take care. A booty <laughs> call, you say? <laughs> I was waiting for Max to say something. <laughs> you gonna take a booty Good. call, John? Uh, the booty Good. call? Good. <laughs> what are you saying, Nate? I mean, I think you have to look. It falls on Spencer, Matt, Bonnie Ross, and anyone else at 343 Management that if this was a case of miscommunication, constantly changing of ideas, having no vision of what the game is supposed to be, bl blame falls on all of them. This was a matter of they came out back at E3 2000, what was it, 18, where they sh showed the Slipspace engine. It then took three years for us to actually get the game, and it didn't even look like the trailer that they showed us for an Xbox One game. You remember when they showed us the game, though? Remember they showed us Halo Infinite first, and everyone on the internet was like, what is this? Craig mm -hmm. and, then, and then people were doing interviews afterwards. They were like, oh, some people in the chat are saying it doesn't look very good. I, I think it looked good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, just, they were just getting destroyed online remember, because it was like this, this is supposed to be crazy. hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investment and this doesn't, no, every, this doesn't it look just that feels way. as though everything with the game went wrong at some point of development and yeah Joseph Staten come in he righted the ship during his very brief tenure to essentially get the game out in the most complete. He did at least ship the game. He, he shipped the game. Yeah, I'll give him that. But Which everything about the game in retrospect, it should have been delayed an additional year. And they really needed to actually have a blueprint of what they wanted to deliver. This was a ship without a captain that crashed into land. And they said, it's good enough. We made it. And now they're abandoning it. Yeah. I've I feel like, and I, I, I want to specifically hear Spawn's thoughts on this, because I, I grew up a lot with the original trilogy. I competed in Halo tournaments back in the day and lost spectacularly. There was a rawness, it felt like, to Halo 1, 2, and 3, which is that it really felt like every map was so hand-placed, every gun's mm -hmm. balancing, even if it was sometimes askew. Something about it felt so like personally done for the gamers and man i feel like four five and now infinite feels so like art by committee it feels like every decision was made by a boardroom of executives and stuff like it, as much as i had fun with infinite it feels so soulless do you think we can even get back to that like 
charm that the old games have it feels almost impossible now i feel like they I, mean, I feel like they can eventually <sighs> that's tough i don't know how john if he's still playing halo but like i, I haven't played it for i check in front with it from time to time but they just haven't put anything compelling like they they've done some battle passes where it's like hey look here's different here's different armor pieces that are this one's blue it's like mm-hmm. okay great <laughs> and that's kind of it they haven't done much else when they do a new map now it like they did the pit right I went to that. And I'm like, this feels like the forge map that it is. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah. that, you know, it's like, wait, why did they make two maps? Look at this one to make two maps and they just made it in forge. That seems weird because people are already doing some really cool things in forge. Someone made like a Mario Kart game in forge, right? They I made Annie's bedroom from Toy Story in forge. And like, they're like, here's the pit. Took us a while, but we got it, guys. It's like, what? It, what? <laughs> I what what I think. So one of the reasons I like that the rumor and speculation about them being the center point three four three and and develop being the main developer on multiplayer, but then also exploring options of other studios creating story content is that they could have original content that takes place away from Master Chief, but it's all set up in a timeline. So they could follow a Spartan who just exists way out there. Like I'm excited for Jedi Survivor. Cal Kestis was just created, right? Like they figured it out. Mm-hmm. They worked with Disney. Hey, we're going to make this Jedi. And here's what's happening. They're hi- They're in hiding. They're going to come out. They're going to become the Jedi Master, all this stuff. Great. You could kind of do that with Halo. Create a Spartan. Don't have them ever interact with Master Chief, at least for a long time, because that was one of the reasons people had like, uh, in Halo 5, you had Master Chief getting beaten up randomly. It's like, I don't... I don't oh, yeah, get it. John Locke stuff. I don't get it. Right. That's what people were like revolting against that. Just go, go create a Spartan somewhere or even create like a shock trooper or something, a jumper. And it's like, Hey, this, you're going to follow this person and you're not a Spartan. You see the Spartans from outside of their viewpoint and they're these mythical figures, but like the ODST feel, the, the, there's so many things they could do, create lore outside of this. And then place it in the halo infinite platform the universe they could they could figure that out that's why i like that idea because you can have multiple strands of campaign or just dlc going with other studios and just kind of lock it in so you have a new piece of content every year it's that i like that idea and it's kind of to me it's kind of a shame that that might not be the case because I, I think that would have been a better uh better way for them to go but apparently certain affinities working on something so well, I, I, yeah, I would, I love that idea because I read the Halo books and sometimes the best stories are the, the, the short story compilation evolutions, which is just like, here's random people fighting the covenant on asteroids way the hell out in space. I would love to have a playable bit of, you know, show us those weird fringes of lawlessness in the Halo universe. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the way I would go about it, but I, I don't know. First, they got to update multiplayer. <laughs> That's the first thing they got to do. So the good news is I'll give him to him. Pierre Heinz, he proved himself a Master Chief collection. So let's see what he's got for Infinite. If he can figure it out with the next season drop in, uh, isn't that in two months? Yeah, you're not going to see anything with that. That's too immediate. What? Hold, hold on a minute. Oh, oh, uh, you mean like, okay, never mind. You, you mean it'll it, be fine. It's not getting delayed. It's coming out in two months. No, it's going to come out in two months. It's okay, going to be exactly okay. what they outlined. Okay. You're not going to okay. get some meaningful evolution that's going to all suddenly spark great interest in the game. Something, any meaningful change is going to take a year or more. I'm thinking holiday 2023 when certain affinity drops the battle royale. That's, that's the, that's the pivot. That's the big change. Yeah. 
I'm not excited for that battle royale at all. <laughs> I'll play it, but I have no hype for it. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm uh, I'm hopeful. They've been working on it for almost three years now, and they have a hundred a hundred developers and employees on it. So it was just bathrooms and trains were good. Hey, there you go. See, that's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, Evan, do we have a Discord question over there? Uh, I guess people are still referring to this. Uh, when are the PS5 and Xbox series going to stop being called next-gen? I no. stopped calling it next-gen now. I just call it current-gen now. We're more than two years in. I still call it next-gen because I'm stupid. I, the PS4 just still seems so current because of the way they've treated this cross-gen period so i've been calling it current i've just been calling like the games that are the current gen just Mm -hmm. it's it's current (laughs) i think we're there that's that's my answer i think we're there we're three three years going on three years now so be three yeah yeah because we're in 20 yeah at the end of this year be three years completed so Mm. time flies you have another one evan is emulation game preservation and why yes it is yeah so I mean, if you can't buy the game, yep, can't find it. There you go. It's been preserved. You can, can download. You play, it. <laughs> can you can you download Contra Rebirth on the Wii anymore? Nope. But you can download Dolphin and play it on a emulator. There you go. That'll work. You have another one, Evan? Has as well. anyone picked up and tried the Hori Split Pad Compact? The Compact? No, I had the Split Pad pro that was the daemon x machina brand that i had i've not tried the compact i'm i might at some point this person claims it feels good on the oled oh okay oh okay good good it, it looked great when i saw it but then they're like no rumble and i was like this is not fun like, why don't you have rumble it's just basic rumble but because rumble is bad yeah that's right i'm out here <laughs> we can go over here to some of the super chats we have devil cookie who says hashtag pray for rgt true right shout out rgt i don't know if he's still in the chat may have gone to sleep but he'll be he'll be back sean will be back sean will be back aj says it's the end of january and 130 days since the nintendo direct on september 13th where is goldeneye that's the real question i heard goldeneye is coming out next week mvg where's gold isn't that the, isn't that the answer <laughs> yeah where's goldeneye no idea it's with mvg's fault <laughs> i'll, I'll it's, take it. i heard i heard it's out this week though Right, they're gonna announce that the the Xbox Direct. That's what I heard. Oh, Twitter was I, saying that. Twitter's I've been Twitter's hearing that. I I swear I have heard that every week for the oh, last gosh. like six weeks. Hey, what was the N sixty four game actually for January? Nothing. So it could be Golden Eye. There we go. F zero X. Just this play that week, game again. <laughs> this week coming up, <laughs> drop Golden Eye on the Xbox and on the Switch. There it is. Just take F-Zero. care of everything all at once. Uh. Jalen says, shout out to RGT. Hope you have a speedy recovery. Travis says, One Piece Odyssey. I've played a couple hours of that game. I need to get back to it, but now I have Fire Emblem and then Dead Space, and the games are piling up. And Forspoken, of course. <laughs> yeah, that, that, sure. <laughs> Snack says, uh, All right, OJ, we're up in the stakes. 250K subs on your channel, and you got to course everyone on the spawn cast to play jump force with you good luck Ooh, jump force <laughs> fighting game yeah, nominee yeah yeah hopefully we hit that one of these days and uh yeah yeah everybody sure play jump force with me 
I'll do it. I'll do it. If you yeah. hit it, unironically, I will. Yeah, I'll, I I'll do it. Where's Fringe? Fringe has it, so he has the best version of Jump Force. Jordan has the. Yeah, he's a special edition. Yeah, right here. I, I've I got multiple that. copies of Jump Force. I've got it on Xbox. I've got it on Switch. I've got it on PlayStation. So I can play any version of Jump Force you I, guys want me to play. Are, are you okay? It seems like a cry <laughs> for help. Uh, I'm actually not okay. But... <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. We don't have to worry about that you right show, now. <laughs> you show it to your doctor and they give you medication. That's a lot of Jump Force. I'm, I'm not okay, but I'll be all right. <laughs> Mitchell says prayers for Sean. Finally got a PS5 digital God of War bundle. Great compliment to my Series X first time live. Listen at work every Monday. Shout out to Mitchell. Shout out to Mitchell. Spooky says I'm glad my RGT, my boy RGT is alive and well. Also, how do we join the Discord? And MVG, is it fair to dislike high on life after just one hour of gameplay? Man, people still after you on that MVG. Okay, so <laughs> I have a follow up to high on life. Okay. Oh. He played more. Well, I mean, it's not much, right? So don't he get too more. excited. But someone was like, you didn't even get the knife. So I was like, all right. So I played it again and I got the knife, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this game still is terrible. So I deleted oh, it. Oh, man. Done. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm uh, like an hour and like 12 minutes into the game. <laughs> I made, uh, I made it to the, I didn't make it to the end of character creation. I played the first 30 seconds of the tutorial and I shut it off. Evan, the uh, the Discord, though, that's linked to the Patreon? It's through Patreon, or you can become right. a member here on YouTube. On YouTube, and that links to it. Okay. Okay, very good. South Coast says, Corin P2 got a reprint this Friday, likely for a new Fire Emblem game. Prices went from 200 to 50 real quick. Gives hope for future reprints for collectors. Jeff says, shout out to RGT, get well soon. Funniest and most, most authentic YouTuber out there. Xbox lost PlayStation 1. Says, when are we going to admit Xbox buying studios is bad? They're laying off staff at Bethesda and they haven't done anything for them yet. I mean, the optics is really bad at this. It, right? it is, right? Because they also... Yeah. They, they, fired, they, they let go 10,000 people and they're going to reacquire 10,000 different people when they do the acquisition of, of nearly $70 billion. Yep. And you know they're going to fire a bunch of those people because that's what happens every time. Yeah, that is kind of concerned because they're going to bring in, I assume, positions that will be viewed as redundant because they'll have two of the same positions just next oh, to each yeah. other at the same desk and they're going to look at each other and be like, middle management. A, <laughs> a lot of middle management will just will, will not survive. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you're right. That'll probably happen as, as well there. Oof, that's going to be be rough although that man that deal keeps getting more and more uh roadblocks put in front of it so i don't know i don't know we'll just see what that uh let's see we have dude says hey guys i'm building a spreadsheet for my switch collection tonight just wondering if any of you guys catalog your game libraries i've been getting a little paranoid about losing games i've thought about that multiple times with things like my gamecube collection because there was an app on a phone that mm -hmm. you can just like basically checkbox different things complete or not i haven't gotten around to doing that though but sounds like some serial killer shit it, it mm. it's actually not a bad idea for when you go to a convention or you're at a place that has games because there are times where i bought a game and i come back and i'm like i already had that game yeah so yeah, I, 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 would never, I would never do that because like sometimes like i'm going through my closet or something and i'm like oh 
oh yeah, I forgot about I had this game. You know what I mean? Like I don't just have to... games hidden in like yeah. all around his house. Yeah. <laughs> find a game like a year later. It's like, oh yeah, just Neo Geo AES games coming out of the ceiling. Oh, like Jesus, Jesus. I wish. I, wish I, had that. I just have a Google Doc. I have a massive Google Doc, and I just manually typed in all the game consoles and then alphabetized them all, uh, so I wouldn't buy. Uh, duplicates and I also did it so that if I ever wanted to sell anything I could easily just look stuff up from there instead of walking over to the shelves one by one Switch Realm says what's up guys sorry not for not joining for the whole thing engage is fire go Eagles OJ be ready for Eagles next week love you guys I get past the Cowboys first that's not going to be an easy game in my opinion but hopefully they do yeah the Eagles looking pretty good they got danny Eagles dimes are... they got danny dimes asking for change right now so <laughs> i'm good they are, bl- they are blowing out the yeah. giants right now like uh, literally it's 28 0 <laughs> giving them the business sorry <laughs> that look like a playoff game so uh, yeah, look the giants look like the giants <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah two boys says oj is good at explaining games I agree. There you go. Joe says thoughts on the rumored Kirby Air Ride Deluxe for 2024. There's a rumor. There's a rumor for a Kirby Air Ride Deluxe. I think where that's coming from is uh-huh. now that there's been a bunch of remaster rumors, people are just uh-huh. throwing stuff out there. Uh, okay. This is going to uh-huh. get remastered. And, you know, we have the Botan Kaitos, we have the Kid Icarus, Metroid Prime. So there's, so I think people, somebody just, people are just throwing stuff out there now. Yeah. Coke Slurpees says Sonic Shuffle is the best use of VMU. You can look at your cards while they are hidden on screen. VMU is required for each player. See that? That's clever as well. You look at the, mm-hmm. your your hand for your cards. That's a good idea. Uh, D Jones says these Microsoft layoffs are a reminder that they are a tech company first and foremost, and a game game publisher second. Just feels like Microsoft will never care about gaming to the same extent as other of other publishers. I mean, they they care enough to spend almost seventy billion dollars on. On Activision Blizzard, that's a, that is a lot of caring, but yeah, I well, think Phil Spencer cares. Yeah, well, what I I said in my video talking about the original layoffs is that it, it's also just a matter of scale, which is that like, I mean, it's difficult to even imagine. Microsoft has two hundred thousand employees, so they are going to trim down by percentiles here and there. So this is a five percent loss to them is bigger than a five percent loss to Sony. Or remember a couple of years ago when uh, uh, Blizzard fired 800 people, that was like 5% of their workforce. It's kind of just a matter of, honestly, Microsoft is just so big, their their downsizes hurts more individual people. What's interesting, though, is didn't they make record profits last year and, and Satya Nadella pocketed $59 million? Yep, yep. and that's yeah. what that was he the did. same thing with Blizzard, too, is Blizzard had record sales with Overwatch the year that they fired everybody. It's it's a scam. It's, it's, all, it's, it's all stock market. Yeah, let's be real. It's all yeah, Wall Street stock stuff. market and stockholders. Pretty much every tech company who had significant layoffs this month had record breaking record breaking revenue. That's so the, it has nothing. It has nothing to way. do about their revenue charts for right now. It's the higher ups are saying we have to cut somewhere because the future doesn't look good. Yeah, a lot of and, investors are worried about that about yeah. the rest of this year into 2024 and the easiest way for them to calm fears is look how much and look how much look how many expenses we're cutting right now look at it all yeah so that's i mean this is just the beginning this is going to continue for the next several months you're going to yeah. see this more and more in the news it's just not going to be in the headlines that gamers are going to care about unless it's a gaming company and, and i get it's business you know 
and all that. But man, like they should take some responsibility. Like they're the ones who are leading the companies. Why don't you cut your pay? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why don't you take a little bit less? You make $50 million, bro. You can make, and I, look, I'm not trying to take money out of anybody's pockets. Like I get it. But if the company's not doing as well, well, that's a reflection on you too. So you get no penalties whatsoever. You're just, oh, let me get it. All these guys are probably going to get pay increases. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They're probably, probably going to yeah. get paid jumps, you know, and yep. yet the company's doing worse off. I mean, isn't that's on you, right? So I think there should be some responsibility or accountability. But once again, I know that's that's a pipe dream in the current corporate tech business. Not everybody's, 99% of companies are not going to do that. So there, whatever. There was a Satori Iwata quote I found that I think was from almost 10 years ago. And I had to say it was honestly the most like hardcore awesome thing I've ever heard from a game executive, but he said, I always try and hold off on layoffs as long as possible because if I'm trying to get my developers to make cool, fun games that families will enjoy, I don't want them afraid while doing that. So I want to make sure that if I can cut my own pay and keep more employees, I will always do that. And I'm like, that is the most insanely freaking cool thing I've ever heard somebody say. I just want to give a shout out here to Dark Type for coming a member saying just make Halo a 2D Hollow Knight blasphemous like game. <laughs> JK, but anyways, have a great week and y'all keep just, up with the amazing content. Hey, you know what? Just I'll drop try it on the Switch. Just drop it on the Switch. There you see, we're, we're getting it. there. I just, at this point, I'll try anything for Halo. I don't it's care. It's not hard 343. Just call up Mark, uh, Nintendo and say, look, we need to talk. <laughs> They're going to put, go. remember that Halo DS game? We're going to make it a reality. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Nintendo. We had the we had the Switch. We had talks about. <laughs> uh, first off, Nate had a good podcast. He did. He talked uh, with John Linneman and MVG about the Switch, some of the past stuff that had happened. So, go listen to that if you're curious about a timeline of events that involved the current Switch, now the OLED Switch, and a shelved revision. I think that's everything, right? you guys talked about there yes yep yeah okay but you guys did also speculate around the idea of when the next switch or when nintendo will be prepared to move along from it uh and you guys threw out some dates which are, are years really in time periods which is funny because i did th this happened after you guys recorded that right we recorded on tuesday morning and okay. the episode aired thursday morning so i think the bloomberg report came out Thursday January 19th, night. January 19th, Takashi Machizuki exclusive Nintendo plans to make more switch units in the next fiscal year, starting April versus the current term, unusually aggressive move for a game console going into its seventh year on the market. They're currently slated to hit 19 million units, which they have, they have actually uh, downgraded multiple times now throughout this year. But that means that they would, if they increase production, they would actually go above that for the next fiscal year, which would be, april 2023 until the end of march 2024 so if we were to just go along with what machizuki says here which i will say forecasts financials that kind of stuff is in the wheelhouse of bloomberg more so than trying to say something about a 4k switch we'd be looking at you would assume minimum 20 million switch systems which i, I don't this has never happened before in gaming. Typically, you get the the, you know, the bell curve of you peak at some point, then you slowly taper off with your sales of systems. That's not what's going to happen here if they actually do it. And if they are able to accomplish that, they will be like on the doorstep of PS2 and DS numbers. By Interesting that you bring up the PS2. April 2024. 
Which sale figure are you using for PS2's lifetime total? It's like 150 million, right? There's some dispute about that, actually. Oh. Sony's last official figure mm -hmm. that they put out in a report before they changed how they've reported hardware mm -hmm. is 155, but the PS2 was still selling. They were still producing them. So the actual figure is actually closer to about 160. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. What's the, uh, let me see what it was the last reported. Okay, last reported number we have here, January 2013 is 158.7 million. Mm. I thought that's what most people go by, 158 million. Um, 158.7. So they would be off by... Um, well, they're they're off roughly by off by three. about a million. The lowest, the minimum they would be at is 159.2. The maximum would be 161.9. No, I mean Nintendo when they complete oh, their uh, Nintendo their financial, they'd be at like one forty seven or something like that by April twenty twenty four if they actually accomplish that if twenty they, move. If they hit the fiscal forecast yes. for this fiscal year and the coming fiscal year, and then what you assume a cross gen period of like a year and a half to two years, like of, of them still oh. selling, like what they did with the three DS, where they had a they had a at E3 Direct, where mm. there was 3DS stuff in it next to the Switch stuff. Potentially. Yeah. At least a year minimum. Yeah. So I, that's I, what I mean. They could taper. If you go from 20 million to 2 million sold, that's a massive decline. I would assume they'd still yeah. have some getting out there to stores where they maybe they turn in a, a 10 million the following year or something. And then Our it's like, drop. oh, yeah, price price drop drop. by then, like two years from now. And that's what I'm guessing. The production boost is because of Zelda. I think that's pretty much the big reason mm. Zelda's okay. coming out and more people are going to buy I, Zelda. So I kind of have a, I, I kind of wonder if they have a, if that 2D Mario is not an actual thing yeah, as I mean, well. They're going to have some other stuff for the rest of the year. So we don't know when Metroid Prime 4 is coming. We don't know when mm -hmm. Pikmin 4 is coming. We don't know. But there's there's some other stuff coming out for the second half. So I think they'll probably... I mean, we don't know if there's like a new Pokemon Legends or something like that. There could be some Pokemon game. So I think that's the reason why they're anticipating maybe a bit more. But Zelda OLED, that'd be the thing that I would point to and say, yeah, they're going to do that. That's Bro. that's the biggest reason could they, why. Could they be anticipating a, an uptick in sales because of the Mario movie as well? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. definitely going to be factored in. I think okay. so. Okay. Because I, I think that's going to be a really, I think that movie is going to do really well, just in general, box office. Uh, from what we've seen with just series like Cyberpunk Edge Runner, that revived Cyberpunk completely. The game. It did, and that, yeah. And remember the press, all the stuff that was going on back then and all now... 100,000 people are playing the game. It's crazy. So you got the Mario movie out there from Illumination. I I think that's going to get a lot of people interested in the Switch who maybe didn't even have one or yeah, just Mario at, in at, general. Uh, look at The Last of Us this week, like the yeah. TV show that came out. I mean, everyone is talking about it. Like a lot of people saying, I want to play the games. I want to play the games now. Like I never played the games before. So, yep. I think I think the game sales are, it's on the charts. I saw the, the amount of people buying Last of Us Part 1 jumped up. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, like TikTok and social media engagement that was showing people were buying the game because they saw the premiere episode on HBO. Sony also put the trial up on mm -hmm. PlayStation Store for the remake of Part 1. So this is what we were anticipating with The Last of Us back when they announced it, is that they were doing this because of the TV show, and right now it looks as though it is paying dividends. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. The Witcher all of a sudden had a massive spike in sales for games after that series debuted. So it's it's proven effective if you have a good product in terms of the the media. As long as it's not like Final Fantasy Spirits Within or something, you're <laughs> probably going to do okay. And that do that Mario movie has big blockbuster written all over it just from the trailers we've seen. And they have their theme park that they've launched in uh, what, Hollywood. So it's... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like all the stuff outside of games is probably going to work to boost Switch sales. That might be another factor. And some games they'd announce, like like we just said, a, a Mario, a Metroid, Zelda. Uh, there there could be some other things thrown in. I know people are really excited about Pikmin Online. I know that's not also not a big series that's going to make it so you got You have to get the Switch, but it's just more games thrown in there as well. I I keep seeing those rumors about a new Mario game, and uh, I went back and played some Odyssey randomly this week. And I was just having so much fun that I'd kind of forgotten about. So I feel like I'm I'm almost most excited. It's a, beyond... it's a smooth game. Even if you go back it and play is. it now, it, it's real smooth. Like the well, 60 just, frames, the platforming, it's great. Going, going to a random planet, and then I just put on random costumes that I unlocked and running around all the environments. It looks so good. It really has that Mario 64 vibe. It really makes me go, all right, I'm glad I already bought Fire Emblem. That comes tomorrow. I'm really excited for Zelda. And then it's like, yeah, I think what would really complete this year for me is man i really hope we do get a mario this year yeah you have that maybe you have that metroid prime remaster kind mm-hmm. of thrown in there as well oh yeah i i I think they're gonna have a few surprises after zelda but i don't i don't know if they're gonna have another zelda in the tank uh, the only thing that would shock me and i'd be like okay that makes sense why they're doing it, is if they actually had another mario kart ready to go then i'd be like all right that makes yeah, sense I, I, I in 2024 I would be shocked if Mario yeah. Kart didn't wasn't a like cross gen or switch. That's what I'm switch. thinking. Cross yeah, gen, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. I'd be shocked, but I mean Nintendo knows if they wanted to do Mario Kart next or next year in 2024, they would make a stupid amount of money. <laughs> so Has would, there uh, ever been two Mario Kart games on a single I mean, we're still waiting for the Mario Kart game for this generation to show well, up. <laughs> wait, it didn't, didn't, uh, no, but you know, it, it, no, I don't think so. Mario, oh, no, it's Mario usually Kart's a single seven. game per generation. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's two... one, one per, yeah, one per generation. Oh, for some reason, I thought two came out on the 3DS, but I guess it was just seven Mario Kart seven, yeah, just, yeah, seven. just seven, weird, just seven. yeah. And so, I, I'm I'm still waiting. Like I said, I'm still waiting for this one to show up. So maybe if it's cross gen, they can claim that it was the Switch one all along or something. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps selling really well. I don't know. It's the it's the same effect we're getting with the Switch now. It keeps selling well, so Nintendo can kind of hang on and take their time. And I have people telling me that it's your that it's my fault, and they 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 referenced what you said, John, because I bought my nephew Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and I just didn't give him my <laughs> my copy that I have. I bought him another one. Hey, it's Mario. It's easy. Uh, Mario Kart's like the easiest gift ever for any. Everyone likes Mario Kart. Yeah, I was gonna buy him new Super Mario Bros, but they had it in the back. I was like, just screw it. Give me, give me Mario. Kart. Oh, you wait till that Mario movie comes out. That Mario Kart Eight Deluxe about to take top spot in in oh, like, yeah. the UK or something. Everyone's just gonna be confused. <laughs> it was so oh, funny. Yeah, the, dude, the dude at Target was like. Oh, you want new Super Mario Bros? There's one in the back. I was like, bro, no, you don't have to do all that. Just, just, just get me Mario Kart so I can go. I can see them like having some type of um, limited thing on where they just give free tickets away for every copy of Mario Kart you purchase or something like that. So let's. That's, that's happening. I can see a cross promotion like that. Definitely, yeah, they run that. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's get let's get serious here for a minute because if we have the, we have 20 million going into 2024, the start the end of that fiscal year. 
well, it'd be uh, April 2024 is when it starts. I would assume they're not going to have a huge drop off from that. I mean, do, do they launch the next system holiday 2024 or do we actually go into 2025 where they launch their system? <laughs> I, Who knows, man? Who knows? I, I'm kind of thinking we could, because I, I heard Nate say that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're talking 2025. And I thought about it. I'm like, if they want to keep that schedule where they don't launch in the holiday, but they launch in the spring or, or first quarter, I'm like, they would I'm go to 2025. Thinking, I'm still thinking 2024. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm thinking about it from the standpoint that they're just going to transition things. Mm-hmm just based off of how I felt, how they've spoken at the at mm-hmm. their investor meetings. So I think it's just going to be a transition. If the game comes out on Switch, that's fine. It can just play it on there. I think it's going to use the same, a lot of the same tools and stuff. I don't feel that they're going to change things up dramatically outside of like a few key, you know, gimmicks that they'll have. And that's just kind of how I feel they're going to, they're just going to transition it. It seems like Furukawa, when was the last time he even spoke? I think the dude just wants everything to just be easy as possible and as mm-hmm. normal as possible. Like I said, I haven't heard him. I was looking for footage from him, like speaking, dude, since like he was shaking that other guy's hand, Kimishima, the last guy, that was the last footage that I've seen of this guy. I think there was yeah, like- Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't appear in directs, the directs or anything really. He no. doesn't appear in directs. He do, dude's like silent. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that a guy like that isn't trying to do anything. Like he wants a transition. He wants- the, all the games to be ready and they can afford that this time. I think with the Wii U, um, Wii was just doing so bad in the fifth year or so, you know? So they were kind of like, we need to get something out. And I don't think everything was ready. Um, with the Switch, they actually took a little bit of extra time. Like some people back then, people were saying that it might come out 2016. Heck, I thought it was going to be 2016, but they actually took a little bit more time to get everything ready. So I feel that, you know, they could do 2025, but. I feel it's going to be more of 2024 because that's when the games like from. All do you the think they? Do you think they tackle the holiday, 2024? Yeah, I mean, I think they can launch it anytime they want. Mm. I mean, honestly, I feel. I mean, I think the Switch proved that you can just launch it whenever. But I think that the most important thing is the launch lineup of games. Like, I, I get people talking about like power and all. Like, I'm there with you guys. I want something new too. Like, people make like Steam Mario Kart. But I think that you need like stuff to convince other people to mm-hmm. buy this system people that currently buying switch they can have a more powerful system they'll be like okay cool but where's i need to play something new so you need to make sure and not only that but you need to make sure that you have a consistent flow of games that's the smart thing to do launching it and just saying oh well we have this that's it right. that's what 3ds did that's what Wii U did that's a bad idea you're going to get hardcore gamers to go out there and buy it but you're not going to get those other people to buy it because they're going to be like i'm okay with switch you know, so I feel that that's the most important thing that they do is make sure that their launch lineup is ready to go and launch it and make sure that you have games consecutively. Um, and I think that's what they're that's what they're going to do. That, that's just what I feel they're going to do. I, I think they're going to drop it summer 2024. I have a feeling that uh, they're going to really focus on their games this year and really try and blow it out. But I think they're going to I think this year we're going to notice uh, them talking less about the switch they're going to be really pushing those games and i feel like we'll see a holiday bundle this year and then uh, the zelda oled and then i i do feel like they're going to clear out all their stock and then i feel like very early 2024 they're going to come out and do a switch style reveal i still feel like that reveal was so good of being like 
here's a guy, here's someone playing it, here's people having a rooftop party, even though they probably are intoxicated while playing one two switch. You know, I don't know. I I think uh I think that's a good reveal for whatever the next switch is, is show mm. people playing it and then like OJ is dead right. My biggest problem with the Switch when it came out was the fact that it had like six games and I did not give a crap about Bomberman R. <laughs> yeah, that right? was funny. When we went to the the like the Switch uh, they did like a whole thing where you'd go out to it and you they'd mm -hmm. let you play games and stuff and you try out things and they were like, Hey, let's go try Disgaea. And people were like, What? <laughs> we're when we get in line for Zelda. Like, hold on, yeah. you gotta try bomberman r and it's like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> everyone just wanted to play zelda so they were yeah. trying hard you'd walk around you could just jump right on the couch and play any of these other games but i was i was excited for bomberman r but it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just funny everyone was there to play zelda and the people like the 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 handlers were trying so hard yep. to get people to play anything else and everyone's like nah i'm gonna wait for an hour in this line thank you though i'm good yeah, here's your switch cookie they give you like cookies to play a switch <laughs> you gotta have that big killer app at launch and then the next month or two have that they had mario kart for the switch but like i think splatoon and arms came out after that so you just have to have that continuation that that's the you, you can't rely I, I know people hate when i say this but you can't rely on third party like to, to push a nintendo system people already have xbox and PlayStation. Third party they, in a minute with some of these yeah, games service. so, so that, i, I kind of agree with some of, some of that <laughs> people people and i know like i said people say third party is important i get that but that was the Wii situation, you know, and if the games don't play as good as on PS5 and Xbox series, that's going to be a complaint. So I feel that you can't rely upon third party to, to, to push your system if you're Nintendo. Microsoft well, they're getting, and Sony, they're getting Call they're getting Call of Duty though. They're gonna get uh Warzone yeah. stuff. So and, yeah. and that's great, but yeah, most people are just gonna be like, nah, I'm good on PS5. Because <laughs> those systems have better online features, they're gonna have better graphics, they're gonna have better resolution. We all know this Sony, yeah, even but, with the next system, you, you know. But OJ, you can't take it to the bathroom with you, you know. Uh, uh, play. That's, you, that's you can't true. sit in the bathroom in Warzone right. and kill people in while actually in the bathroom. That's what make, you're, makes you're Skyrim and Witcher and all those games so amazing. <laughs> you can just take it with you. Uh, you're absolutely right, but I'm just, I just you know I would like to get to the point where we have like the JRPGs and stuff that definitely fit in really well with the Switch's setup with the hybrid mm. nature, and we don't have to worry about okay, Tales of Rise looks cool there's no switch low either that kind of thing it's like oh well yeah, yeah. this is definitely on this system and it is it's there every time that's that's really the only state i'd like to get to if it doesn't have to me if it doesn't have madden i don't care as much that kind of thing but yeah, yeah. like soul hackers too when that pops up i'm like i already know it's on the or like kingdom system. kingdom hearts 3 yeah, yeah. back when that came out absolutely <laughs> i think that's the biggest issue I agree because I think all of those developers probably want to put it on there. I don't think every Western developer wants to support Nintendo, in my opinion, to that. Like, they, I don't think everyone wants to because they feel that maybe their games won't sell as much, you know, or whatever the case. Just like there's a lot, of, and I get killed for saying this too. There's a lot of Japanese developers who don't want to support Xbox. They they don't want to. Their games don't sell, so you mm. don't see Atelier Ryza. It's more than powerful enough to run Atelier Ryza, right? But it's not on there. You know, so like it, it's the same thing. Like, there's a ton of games. I mean, well, the the Pixel remasters are not. On yeah, Xbox. that one was a little like. Oh, they don't weird. want to. Like, it's <laughs> they don't want to because it doesn't because they don't think it's gonna sell. They don't feel it's worth it. So it, the the same type of thought process can That's be. That's one I would have cut it. I would have cut the check if I was Microsoft for that on Game Pass. That would have been a cool one to have. But, yeah. Uh, uh, well, there you go. But uh, or even hey, like Octopath, like Octopath Two, that's more than power. Obviously, Xbox can run that easy, but it's yeah, not on there. Yeah, they, they, they paid for Octopath One, 
got that port completely done but yeah. two it, it's very weird because then one's not on playstation yeah it's, it's very strange it's a whole the situation is very weird it's very weird it and it's like every company fall. too was that MVG? Oh, my bad MVG. reminds me of titanfall because remember titanfall oh, was an yeah. xbox yep and then titanfall yep. 2 was on playstation and xbox yeah or, or even stuff you look at like persona 5 strikers it's like they knew we knew that the deal was coming for xbox with persona or at least they knew they were probably working out a deal for persona 3 4 and 5 but then strikers they didn't even bother putting that on like they didn't even bother putting that on xbox at all and that that's a fantastic you know sequel to the it's base a, persona 5 it is a shockingly know. good sequel yeah it's shockingly good you know I, in some ways better than persona 5 you know um some ways not not every way but some ways better than persona 5 so it's just they don't feel like it sometimes they don't feel like it you know but i agree with you john like i i agree that yeah that that next system needs to come i think that everybody like a lot of people want that and i feel it will i think i think nintendo already talked about that it, it's coming it's just a matter of when you know yeah so we'll see I, i'm i'm curious how they navigate the rest or this fiscal year coming up then if that will indeed be their forecast the thing is though i noticed we won't actually know if this is a correct report from bloomberg until may may yeah, yeah because that's when nintendo would share the forecast for that fiscal year so that's what i was trying to tell people i was like First Guys, week of may. this is a report it's not necessarily something that's been confirmed so let's let's wait and see so we will we will find out and we'll also find out if nintendo can pull off 20 million in the seventh year of a system that's I don't think I've never I've never seen that before. So hey, if they can do it, good for them. Good for them. We have any other Discord questions, Evan? Yeah, I still got a bit left. Uh, okay. yeah. This is a question for pretty much anyone. Who on the Spawncast mm. has the most similar taste to you, and who is the most different? Mm. Evan is the most different from everybody. Yeah, I hate all the games you guys like. I don't understand. Well, it. I don't know about that. Me and Evan, we have some similarities. I know there, Evan's there's, in the there's hit and misses. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Windjammers for play, fucking like Evan's, Evan's a Plague Tale guy. Uh, you know, I respect Yeah, but that. it don't touch a console at all. Fuck that shit. You finished I... Plague Tale Requiem yet, MVG? No. No. I'm I'm doing I'm on Crisis Core right now. I've almost finished that. Hell yeah. Then I'm, then I'm gonna go back and, and finish uh Requiem. I think I think in a weird way, the games that MVG loves are always the games that I love. I don't think there's ever been a game that MVG has been like 10 out of 10 that I disagreed with. I think that he and I on the low tier sometimes disagree, but on the high tier, he and I are on the same vibe. This is tough. I, I, hmm, I don't know. I feel like maybe because MVG just slandered high on life earlier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Nate and I might be the, Nate might be more, most similar to my gaming tastes and i'm trying to think i think yeah i think nate nate and you Maybe usually y'all yeah. agree on the same I, he, but he likes he likes pentiment though see <laughs> nate and i agree on a lot of things too that's just how you even know nate and i both agree that mario sunshine is is terrible yeah see i like mario sunshine <laughs> team john all of a sudden <laughs> i don't know we're, we're all really different actually in terms of the games <laughs> oh, i like well. jedi outcast nate was like talking a lot of smack on that game i love me some outcast nate probably thinks halo was teen rated back then too i played <sighs> halo <laughs> i bought it on pc so i could play online multiplayer <laughs> those are the good days those are the good days uh good old game spy 
I feel uh, like I, I agree with OJ yeah. sometimes, but OJ OJ has the funniest game recommendations of like, wow, I really like this RPG. And OJ is the one guy who would be like, well, you should try Zenith F Death of a God. It's like the weirdest game I've never heard of. So OJ is always right, but I never know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, no, I just like so I like my weird little RPGs. I don't <laughs> care what you I don't give a shit what you guys play. <laughs> I just got the RPGs on lock. It's yeah, you guys can play whatever you want. That's why I was quiet throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I don't care. Y'all playing Call of Duty all day. I don't. I don't care. Play people play whatever you want, whatever you like. You like uh, me? I, I I like you know RPGs and I like action games. I'm a big fan of like Bayonetta and stuff like that and all that. So I'm an RPG action game person. I don't like sports. I don't think anybody. Some of you guys like sports games. I don't. I'm not a big sports. Yeah, Actually, no. I don't think I don't really think any of us really played in the sport. Now I'm thinking about it. I said maybe Sean. Sean was like the Madden guy. Yeah, so, yeah Sean maybe? likes. Well, he likes that basketball game. He likes basketball. He? Sorry, basketball. He buys that you every year. Like race, you guys like yeah. racing games too. Though. I do like racing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, like racing. I, I despise yeah. racing games. So like, yeah, some some game award show mistakenly put racing and sports in the same category. So, so now like that's how it is. I, the only sports games I liked was NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. I mean, those yeah, good ones, the funny ones. Mario yeah. Strikers. We play Mario Strikers. That's sports. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I don't. I don't consider like Mario Kart and Mario Strikers. I don't consider. Oh, those, those are like, racing. That's a racing game. That's a, racing that's a game. soccer yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't consider those like. I don't consider like, like Need Mario for Speed Kart. over there, like where you're throwing like turtle shells at people and stuff. Like yeah, I play MLB The Show every year. It's like, yeah, 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 I, I played MLB the show, but I was like, I, I played it one time and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, the show know? used to be a lot better back in the day. Go back to like oh. 07 and 08 on the PS2. Those are the good ones. Those are the good days. All right, let's I talk about how gaming's terrible now. Hold on. Let's talk about games as a service. <laughs> I mean, is this the Suicide Squad stuff for the. Because yes. we do have that queue asking whether yeah. or not because of the four for four of Go failed. Ahead. Yeah, so Go the AAA looter slasher genre is four for four. For bad games, will Suicide Squad finally break the curse? I, I'm i concerned about Suicide Squad now. Dude, I saw that picture and immediately my brain just went to the Avengers game. Yes, like right that's away. exactly what happened to me. I saw it and I was like, I've seen this somewhere, but uh-oh. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I was like, this looks like the Avengers. <laughs> Which, by the way, the Avengers ending support. So, yeah, that's that. They're they're done with that one. Moving on, which doesn't really surprise shouldn't surprise anyone after Square offloaded Crystal Dynamics to to Embracer. Like it's very clear that that's I I don't know what the deals are behind the scenes for the licensing with that with Marvel and all this, but I feel like that's not a cheap project even to maintain. So did you, did you guys see that post on Twitter where they showed like one of the new characters for Avengers and he had the I forgot who it was, but he had the exact same moveset as Captain America. Yeah, like, yeah what, it, was, oh. it was Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Winter Soldier. Like literally, he did the same timing, the pacing. It's just Captain America with a different skin. Oh man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so that's said, like, this is in a sad state this game's in a sad state i think that's why when i when i saw the suicide squad image right i was like man this is uh, some hype uh, hype just kind of deflated on me with that with the battle pass being worked in and then it kind of looks like it's a hero shooter style almost where you have your character like in the avengers you level them up you get skins gear that levels and all this and it's like this feels like it wasn't supposed to be there at first and over the course of what's almost been eight years since their last release it got there just from chasing the trends because ubisoft there's a lot of reports about them having 
nearly 12 battle royale games in development at one point jesus christ and they've just been canceling games left and right and ubisoft in general has just been man they've been trend chasing like crazy but just games as a service something kind of shaky right now dude i think trend chasing if you're a triple a where you're gonna take at least three four five years to ship that game you're wasting your time mm-hmm. it's impossible like, there's just no way that 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 is feasible in this right current kind of climate in in video games it's just no way like no. battle royale was cool four years ago now it's, it's I mean, especially it's, for a big lumbering it, company like if you got a exactly. small team that can put something out in two years sure you could even set trends that way but you're that big company doing it for 10 years by the time it comes out what's going to be different like, you don't know yeah exactly i mean it goes back to what we were saying about halo john i mean they'll release their battle royale eventually um but i mean it's way too late for yeah they'd have to come up with yeah. something original or different yeah. or interesting and if they do then great but it if it shows up in its war zone with halo i'm like oh man they missed it they missed the boat on that uh, with avengers though when they brought it out, I, I'm playing through it, and eventually it just turns into Destiny. Yeah, and I'm like they just at some point in development there they just thought this costs a lot of money. Let's let's try to do Destiny with Marvel characters, <laughs> and now that now it's shutting down, now they're done with it. What's so. that? These games, I feel like they're just they're just not fun, and I don't think anybody finds them fun anymore. Um, I did a video about the Suicide Squad thing, and I showed the leaks, so uh, WB took my video down. Yeah, they, uh, they were ready for that. <laughs> yeah, so rip in peace. But basically what I was saying in that video is that uh, I played a bunch of Avengers, and uh, it just falls flat when you... Like anything that has the system is called gear score where you like you get a level five gauntlet and then a level six gauntlet, but they do the exact same thing. I feel like gamers just don't care about that anymore of like, okay, I want I want my abilities to feel different. I want to make it where if I get a cool laser beam, it feels like a cool laser beam. So all these games that are just trying to make number go up, do your daily quest. Here's a random event with random players like. If Suicide Squad plays anything close to Avengers, I think it's dead day one. But did you see the gameplay for it? In some of those trailers, they have gameplay. Mm-hmm. And dude, it looks like Avengers. Like the more yep. I look at that and the more I look at the image with the battle pass and the different currencies and all this, I'm like, oh no. Yep. It, it could be the case that the game is good, but the structure kills it. You know, like yeah. that's yeah. that's what it's looking like. Because I, I don't think Rocksteady's going to make like a bad playing game. I think it's going to be fun to play. But the structure, like the battle pass stuff, the constantly grinding the same stuff over, like the minimalist story, maybe it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a fan of that, of, of that type. Mm. But you know, they're going to try it. Like <laughs> my, my thing is the Avengers at least were people had a lot of interest in the Avengers because it was the Avengers. So you had a lot of the, you know, big Marvel properties in there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to gauge the interest of suicide squad right now. I don't, is, is that a big enough property where it, you can you can do this kind of stuff and people will just just try it out just to try it out rocksteady it's getting carried right now by rocksteady if this was ubisoft i think people would be even more like yeah i kind of see that man. about it right now but since it's rocksteady and we haven't had anything from them 
in 2015 2015 yeah it's, it's been over half a decade yeah it's, been, I mean, it's getting close eight to years. a decade it's gonna be eight years of just about since they released yeah, that so game. people are dying for something from them because they know that at their peak they're just as good as anybody in this industry so i think yeah. that's why people are gonna try it out you know um, yeah so i that that's what's keeping me engaged here is it's rock steady i keep telling myself it's it's rock steady it's rock steady so i, I, I gotta at least see what they put out but my thing with the games as a service now, everyone that comes out wants you to basically just play that game and that's it. Like they don't want you to leave the game or mm -hmm. they want they want you to check in with the game every single day. And people only have so much time. And if there's 20 of these games out there from all these different publishers, it's just a lot of them are going to end up failing in general. So yeah. it just, it seems weird to me this, I guess the fascination is we build the game once and it lives for 15 years or something and we just keep making money off of it. But I, I just, the more we see it fail and struggle, the more it just seems like that's, that's not a reality in gaming. Well, at, it's weird. At least I, off cell phones. Maybe, it, maybe it can work on a cell phone. I don't know. I, it's weird that seeing games that even were successful games as a service fail. Um, I have a, a good friend who's completely obsessed with Overwatch. And uh, now she does, You there's a quest you could do every day in Overwatch 2 for play five games. And she plays her five games for her free currency and skins, but she just doesn't have an interest anymore because the lore isn't advancing and they're not really making any new heroes. And I feel like every games as a service eventually starts to dry up and it just implodes mm -hmm. and becomes a money sink, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it just becomes a time and money sink where you're just constantly doing that same thing. It's the same reason why I'm not into mobile games, right? Like all of us aren't really, like you play for a little bit, it's fun. Like even like, you know, like one of my favorite, like Fire Emblem Heroes, right? It's like, it's cool for a little bit, but then it's just like- you Give it like man. 10 or 15 minutes and then you're just like, yeah. all right, I'm good. <laughs> but going. then I just fell off completely. Yeah. Then it's just like, I mean, and it's like, you got, you have to use these orbs just to play. There's always some mm -hmm. weird thing blocking you from just, playing the game you know it, you know so that that's the issue that i have it's like logging in like I, what was that one game that we played uh that square enix released with the people can fly uh gosh outriders uh, outriders yeah outriders it's like okay well let me just log off oh no you got to be online to play single player i'm like okay you know it's like <laughs> there's always some type of of thing you know like just just make the normal games you know but i, I mean i get it I, I i totally get like the new age style of thinking for a lot of these devs well, Here's the, I mean, here's the other question at this point. Are games becoming so expensive to make that they feel like they have to go the game as a service route? Yes. No. I kind of think so too, because yeah. would Suicide Squad be a regular game in the Xbox 360 days? I think so. Well, then yeah. ex explain that for me, MVG, because as a layman, I, I feel like there's still a space for, for normal games. Why do? Why is there, from a business standpoint, why is there so much games as a service? Well, I think there's a inherent risk that they're not going to get their money back on the development costs if they make a just a, a standalone game that has, we'll say, 10, and, 10 to 15 hours worth of gameplay you know, you play it once, you may go back again, you know, to platinum it or whatever, but that's it, right? So I think there's a lot of fear that, you know, these companies are investing a lot of money, especially in IP like Suicide Squad, and they don't get their money back. So they want to they wanna line the game with, you know, a live service model. They want microtransactions to ensure that they're at least getting, you know, I mean, they want to make, they want to make money. Like, you know, getting your money back is, 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 you know, 
the first kind of milestone. So I think a lot of companies are, are going down this road. And yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, like you guys said, it's very difficult because you have to keep drip feeding, you know, your customers interesting things to do every single day. It's not the, it's not good enough just to say play five games, collect these skins, because eventually you're just going to get bored of that until there's new maps and there's new things like that. So it's it's very difficult, you know, to to stay. I think as as these studios are making these live service experiences, it's very difficult for them to stay ahead of of gamers because gamers. I mean, we eat this shit up really mm -hmm. quick. You know, people people will tear through that content in you know 15 hours maybe, and they're waiting for the next thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit! Now we gotta we gotta figure out what what to do, you know, for the next season and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I know it's a long-winded answer, but I think at the end of the day, they want to keep trying to make money off off gamers. And that's why a lot of these people, a lot of these studios are turning to the live service model. It's probably also easier to find outside investment by saying live service to people who mm. only think about money and not games all day. Because if you can point to any of the live service models, be like, see, this game made this many billions this yeah. year. It, they'll easily drop money on it assuming you're going to do the same yeah you'll have a vc invest millions of dollars into a yet to be realized concept mm -hmm. and then you hopefully get it and to like mvg's point if i'm a studio like wb and i have rocksteady i want you to make a live service game because your next game is going to take now five to six years i have to keep all of your developers programmers employed i need money now, if your next game's going to take six years, it's going to cost us $150 million. I need revenue coming in from something. If we don't have any other big projects releasing in that window, where are we as the company getting money to fund your project? Because now if your game bombs, we have no investment and we go bankrupt. So we either lay off employees and downsize, or we do a live service game and hopefully produce consistent revenue over the duration of the development of your next game. That's the, that's kind of the direction the industry is moving in. Well, MVG, so I, I have a follow-up question, and, and you may not have the answer to this, but it's something I've always wondered, which is that wouldn't live service games end up being more expensive in the long run? Because it seems like a lot of games, you work on them, and then they come out, and you scale down the team, and people work yep. on DLC, but people start to work on more projects. Like, theoretically, it seems like everybody that's working on Destiny is just always going to work there, and they just keep people there. Aren't those games more expensive in the long run? I think over time they become more expensive, yeah, because, you know, at some point you're, I mean, you're paying for infrastructure, you know, like you're paying for server costs, you're paying for cloud hosting, you're paying for Azure, you, you know, you're paying for whatever cloud services are, are there. And I think eventually there's, there's going to come a point where the expenses outweigh the money that's coming in, right? And I think that's when they make the decision to kind of wind things down and like, look at Babylon's fall, right? I mean, how long did that oh, yeah. It was less than it was, a year. Yeah, it was like- Three so, months. I mean, you know that they were bleeding money. Like, yeah. the, the, that number one, they weren't getting their money back on, on that investment. Yeah, like and 12 two, concurrent players on Steam. They going. probably had a couple of server farms ready to take mm. all the, the players that were going to jump on and were running- you know, those servers uh, were in standby most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, you're still putting the, you're still footing the bill for that stuff, right? So every month there's an expense 
um, that you have to pay to ensure your live service is still running. So yeah, Max, you're right. Uh, at some point during the life cycle, the expenses will outweigh the, you know, the, the, the amount of money that's being generated. I guess that, that explains why we keep seeing those live service games that come out. Cause it seems like there's like nine that come out every year mm-hmm. and usually eight and a half of them instantly die. I guess that explains it is that if it doesn't immediately start turning a profit, they're like, all right, we got to fire half the team. Now yep. is it profitable? No, it's not. All right. Fire the next half. Yeah. It makes, mm-hmm. it does make a lot of sense. Uh, and there's just less risk being taken then in the industry because of that. And I'm, I'm kind of reminded of this was 2021 from, Sean Layden had talked about this a while ago with Bloomberg where he said the gaming industry is on its path down an unsustainable path. And he said the game development seems to double in cost every platform. And he, he was quoted that PS five games could end up costing from Sony up to $200 million for each one to produce. God. And I was like, that seems like a lot, but then what's the news we got the other week? Callisto Protocol cost a hundred over $160 million in three years of development time to create. Jesus. And that's they, that's obscene. And if the publisher behind that game wasn't the size that they were, the loss that they had on the game, which would be in the area of $70 million, not including marketing, would be enough to shut that entire company down. And that's what the industry is moving towards. If you are a major company you could sustain those type of losses if you are a double a tier company that release would have ended you yeah it would have bankrupted them yeah but they have PUBG. they have a live service game where they have made billions of dollars so they could say yes we lost 100 million dollars on this release it's bad but it's not game breaking to us right so X, and, and that's the thing, though. Expectations don't slow down for these games. You start the next big AAA game up, it's got to look better than the last one that released, and it's got to play better. It's mm-hmm. got to have new ideas, and it's like, eventually, there probably is a breaking point somewhere down the road, and a lot of it is, I think, tied to the live service games or as they just keep seemingly running out of steam and failing. It's almost like you can't, unless you're a platform holder, if you're selling a system like a PS5, an Xbox, or a Switch, and it makes sense for you to create a game to sell your platform, these third parties are going to have less and less incentive to make that creative Elden Ring-like experience where it's mm-hmm. just a game. You just get a game, and that's it. You don't get I mean, that's the thing, is we can look to, to some of these Japanese studios, like an Elden Ring, you can look to Capcom with what they're producing with Resident Evil 4 Remake. Resident Evil 4 Remake isn't a game that that's not costing Capcom $150 million. No. They can no, release no. the game as a standalone experience, sell it at $70, sell 7 million copies, be more than profitable, and go on to their next project. Western companies want to create games that are essentially a digital casino. They want you to continue to pull that lever because they need money. They need a continuous flow of money because they don't know when their next release is going to come in and how much money they're going to make on that product because they just invested hundreds of millions of dollars into that casino release and they need it to pay for itself. And if it doesn't, you get mass layoffs. So the bubble will eventually burst. It's just a question of when and what is going to cause it. I am curious because Resident Evil 4 Remake does have in-game transactions marked, in-game purchases. I'm not really sure what that would allude to, but they may have their own microtransactions as well set up but i don't think it's going to be like a battle pass and like you said a roulette system and all that but it's uh it's 
rough times ahead so I'm yeah, gonna that's, say. that's what scares me i know we've been on this for a little bit that's what scares me because i feel like the seventh gen remember when we got uncharted one uncharted two uncharted three mass effect mm-hmm. one mass effect two mass effect three yeah. oblivion skyrim we have totally went away from getting stuff like that now like we haven't even got where's the new fallout Where's the don't, new, even, don't 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 let me where, talk about Rockstar. Where's what? the new Mass Effects? Where's the new like everything is going? I feel that's a direct. But Nate said what what you guys have been saying is is a direct result why I've been a little bit frustrated going from you know what we got before with Western developers. It seems like Japanese ones we still get those. We still get multiple. You know maybe not as frequent, but we still get that. But it seems like the Western developers. It's just my favorite Western franchise is Mass Effect. We have not seen a game in five plus years this supposed to be a super we got three of them you know that were all great from 2007 to 2012 and we've had one since since then you know which is just it's upsetting it's upsetting that the industry is going in that type of direction yeah i mean and that's the thing you look at the ps3 generation i mean you know can continue using naughty dog yeah they put out a trilogy of uncharted games and they introduced us to the last of us yep what did they do on the PS4? We got Uncharted 4, Lost Legacy, The Last of Us Part 2. Significant yeah. downturn in terms of output, yet the cost of those three releases likely were magnitudes higher than the four yeah. games they put out on the PS3. Look how long it took them to make Last of Us Part 2 as well. Like Last yeah. of Us Part 2 was, was just... A, yeah, it was essentially the entire generation. Whole generation. It's just... like I, I get it for like graphics and fidelity, but part of me is saying it's... Like it's costing us at this point, you know, like we're not getting anywhere near as, not, as mm-hmm. much. And it's arguable, I guess it's it's subjective whether you think that these games are better now at this point than then. But I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't know if everything that we're getting now is better than what we got on the PD. It runs better, looks better, but is it actually better than getting all the mass effects mm. that we got and getting uncharted one through you know one through three and getting the last of us yeah. part one like, and even, is that is, is that better I, i'm not sure i mean that's the thing it's subjective and even if yeah. you look at mass effect look at the evolution we saw in terms of storytelling and gameplay yeah. just from mass effect one to mass effect two over yeah. the span of just a few years they completely a generational look, leap yes and mm-hmm. are we going we're going to get a mass effect just this generation probably the yep. only one we're going to get this entire generation are we going to see something that is revolutionary in terms of narrative and gameplay versus the last good Mass Effect? You're going to see a Mass Effect with a battle pass. That's what you're going to see. No, no my no. God. No. They, they kind of did it in Mass Effect Andromeda. Like they 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 tried to yeah. incorporate some of that. And I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it's coming. Why? <laughs> You know, Always I, I online. They, they did it with. I think there was there was multiplayer before in Mass Effect, but it seemed yeah. very isolated. The multiplayer. Yeah, you didn't really even have to think too much about it. You just kind yeah. of walked past it. Yeah. 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 That one they try to integrate it right when you got to that hub. They're like, hey, there's the multiplayer missions. Like they're trying to integrate it into yep. the single player, like where it's like right there, you know. <laughs> Man, so. I hope I hope Dead Space. I hope Dead Space is good. <laughs> it was just it just comes out. It's just a game. And it's like this is a great game, and that's it. Like I, I hope, I hope we get. I mean, that seems like to that. be what EA Motive is exactly doing. They're taking the Dead Good. Space that Protect we played them. ten plus years ago, that. and retaining exactly that. Ideally, it sells well enough and is well received that they consider doing Dead Space Two. We know they're going to go on to an, 
another project immediately after Dead Space. So it might be some time before we see a Dead Space 2. But if this is able to revitalize that IP, that's a win. So until they get to Dead Space 3, no, I guess destroy it. I, I was spending some time thinking about uh, uh, Octopath Traveler and Operation Triangle Strategy and all that. And I guess I'm, I'm thinking more and more about those like really good double A RPGs, Lost Sphere, I Am Setsuna. I don't know. I guess I, I almost am starting to think like, I wish we got more B tier stuff on purpose or even C tier stuff. I don't know. I feel like these giant super, like I even wish that we had a B tier Final Fantasy team right now. I wish that there was an indie Dude, Final Fantasy every I've single been, year. I would love that. I've been saying like, I, I think that type of stuff is awesome, which we still see quite a bit from the Japanese development side. Stuff like Persona Strikers, right? Stuff like, uh, like you said, Octopath 2. This is the second Octopath game we're getting, mm -hmm. right? Um, we've gotten multiple of the IMs, like that Tokyo RPG Factory. They haven't sold well, but we've gotten multiple yeah, games Yeah, Lost them, Sphere and all that. Know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Oninaki and stuff like that. So yeah, like Atelier Ryza, we've gotten three of those in the past. <laughs> Uh, it's the it's the new Japanese Mass Effect. We've gotten three of those um, in uh, since two thousand since twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. So I mean, like they're still turning out some games that are great, but uh, yeah, I'm fortunate because the cost of development and what fans expect has completely skyrocketed. You know, so yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how things continue. But um, eh, see, that's why that's why games like Pentiment deserve attention when they do get released i understand it's a niche it doesn't appeal to everyone but that is the exact type of release you want to see companies in the western development sphere embrace and try their hand at more often it was a passion project for josh sawyer and obsidian they made it with 14 people it released it was well received by critics and the media and it was a small budget game that was essentially a double a release now nah, you slander Jedi Outcast. We're gonna bury Pentiment. Hey, that game <laughs> was the worst twenty dollars I ever spent. No, no, it's not. No, no. Sean agreed with me. <laughs> Sean played it for ten minutes. It was like this game sucks. Uh, Evan, we have Discord questions still over there. Yep, still got I think four left. Yep. All right, we'll go through them. What is the best Ooh, Sonic God. game of all time, and where does Sonic Frontiers rank? Uh, Sonic. I gotta go Sonic 2. It's kind of so hoping I, Jordan would be I'm, here for this. I'm going for Son Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic, Sonic and two. Sonic and Knuckles. For yeah, I'm gonna Let's say go. Sonic 2 as well. And where does Sonic Frontiers fit on your list? I haven't. I I have a copy of it. I haven't played it yet. So I will stop. Definitely finish playing Tales before playing it. There's a lot of there's <laughs> am, a lot of Sonic okay. games. Right, put on my list. Uh, I'll put Sonic Frontiers as one of the better modern sonic games hey it's, jordan's it's, in chat screw sonic <laughs> it is one of the you're right it's one of the better modern ones i like I it more that. than pretty much every single modern 3d sonic game with the exception of maybe generations that might be the only game that i like as much or more but it's better than pretty much anything we've gotten you know on the what we got like in the past decade sonic yeah. colors people like sonic colors and that, that game's okay but i think sonic frontiers is, is better I think Frontiers paved a nice foundation to build something great if they do a sequel. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope they do. I do, because I think they have the, the framework there. So They said that too, though. They yeah. said this is going to be the framework for... Yeah, from the sound of do. it, it was a beta test for a better game. So yeah. hopefully they get there. I'll, I'll take anything. For, that's better than what we've gotten before. Yeah. 
I just need some. Let's I'll just say, get some I'll more ideas it. together. They might yeah. have to. They might have to take some time to pop in, but they yeah. can. I think it's they getting can, new content this, this year. There's new content coming this year for Sonic Frontiers. So, I would put Frontiers because I think I've played. I think I've played every Sonic game. I mean, there's maybe one or two I've missed here and there, but I have played a lot of freaking Sonic games, and I would. I would probably put it in my top three. I think for me, mm-hmm. maybe top five. But I mean. I love Sonic Mania a lot. I really am obsessed with how good Sonic Mania is. It's such okay. classic love. I would put this maybe like just a notch or two below Sonic Mania. Okay. okay. Uh, when the next-gen Switch is finally announced, does the cast believe it will be higher spec than the Steam Deck? No. No. I, I think they'll have a lot of tricks and stuff to, yeah, to get it up yes. there, like DLSS and all Trickery. that. But... I don't even know what the specs of the Steam Deck are offhand. 16 gigabytes of RAM. It has a custom AMD chip, but I think it's like 1.6 teraflops. Yep. So I don't I don't think it's going to be Steam Deck, but it also doesn't have to be necessarily because Steam Deck is running like a form of Linux and all that. Like They're going to do a lot of optimization as MVG I'm sure is, is aware of with the current switch to have it do more than it should, I, I guess is what we can say. So there's a level of, uh, of focus that you can have with the switch or the next gen device versus the steam deck since it's just, it's playing games on steam. So. All right. With Ubisoft now being in such a precarious spot, do you think Nintendo will buy rabbits to keep the Mario and rabbits games from uh, no. going away if Ubisoft goes under. <laughs> yeah, no. they just start throwing the cash around, get rabbits. Go ahead and pick up Assassin's Creed. And Nintendo just makes that exclusively. No, I like it. I don't think they care. Yeah, real quick. Rabbits. Alpha Dream made all sorts of great games for Nintendo for years, and when they needed help, Nintendo was like, "All right, bye." Yeah, it was kind of that was actually kind of cold the way they did that to them. They the were ro- like, they did not care. I mean, yeah, they hired the, 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 the Rorschach hired. moment of just looking down and saying no, like it's just yeah, great. like I don't have to see they, you. They threw no life raft. They were just like, "All right, just fold." And if any you guys can apply, they they just handed out. They went to the office and started handing out applications. Oh man, that'd be great. They did not care. So why would they care about some damn rabbits, dude? (laughs) Yeah, I think I think if anything, Ubisoft would continue that on their own and have Rayman be the main protagonist if they want to. But I don't know. They seem kind of down on those sales. But who knows what Ubisoft was thinking over there in the first place? Down on the sales, but it was the third best-selling Switch game in December. Not good enough, Nate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're below Mario Kart, you go in the garbage can. Came out in October. It's still third best selling in December. Probably like, a distant third, though. Distant third. It's, uh, What's that say about all those games below it? Trash. <laughs> I mean, this is a company that's still making Skull and Bones. So, oh, God, yeah. They have to. <laughs> it's their curse now. But they, it doesn't have to be good, though. They can just release it. They don't want to be sued by a country. They can just release it. Look, but they can be like, "Look how long we spent on this us. game." All right. They're gonna like be sentenced to the Hague, dude. I, that game. There's no way that game is gonna be. I mean, come on, dude. How much can they really do that game to make it good? We've seen it, the game. No, so they had a they had a beta test, and I had some friends that were in it, and they said the gameplay loop makes no damn sense. Like your ship grows next to islands and just sucks up like materials, and you drive around and like craft stuff. It makes no sense. Which country to take money from for Beyond Good <laughs> Evil 2? They need to take that game out back and shoot it. <laughs> they can't. Damn. It's some some cost fallacy. There's no way. Well, they, they apparently they did. They took money from was it Singapore, Nate? 
I believe so. So they actually have to put the game out. Like, they're contractually no, out. They, it's like $90 million or something. That game yeah, has to come out. And they have to try to sell it, like, as the, to the best of their ability. They have to at least pretend like, they, like they're trying, I guess. I don't know. It's, it, uh, that's going to be such a wild story when someone's eventually going to tell what that. What if it comes out and it's actually good? Here we go. It could. I mean, hey, if it, like, that, it just good. surprises everybody. Hey. Everyone is streaming it, and all of a sudden, 18 months later, it has 50 million active players. Wins and, game of the year. Yeah, wins game of the year, and Ubisoft walks on stage and looks at Jeff Keighley and None says, None of you, you believe believing in me. <laughs> that may so, be the day I'm done working in the game. <laughs> and they call lot. out MVG, say, You hated our game from the very start. Now what? They're going to, yeah, they look you right in the eye and go, Prepare for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> And the I'm last thing's just my, a my Mister and my CRT, and I'm gonna just walk away into the there sunset. You go. From that day. <laughs> like 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 um, Ryu at the end of Street yeah. Fighter, you know, he wins. You got it, man. Yeah, you got it. Like... I must find a, a true challenger. <laughs> yeah, I must find a true. challenger. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he doesn't take the money or anything. You see Bison and Saga, they're like standing, like where's Ryu at? <laughs> Uh, the last hey, thing is just a shout out to yes. RGT as well from Discord. <laughs> shout out to RGT. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a hell of a story if that game all of a sudden released and it was legendarily great. This is from okay here we go i'm gonna go through some of the super chats here as we finish up james says i still enjoy ocarina of time style linear 3d zelda with 2d and open world i imagine linear 3d which will be dropped Star Fox adventures franchise could fill that gap see there we go we're thinking outside the box get Star Fox adventures 2 going stead says don't forget they laid off employees from bethesda and they have couple games coming out this year too that's true i mean yeah, all, all the focus was on 343 obviously but bethesda did lose um quite a few people as well but i think it's some... we got so much information on 343 i think that's why that was such a, like in the spotlight there's so like we didn't hear as much about bethesda at all but really some of the bethesda layoffs couldn't not be related to starfield development finishing and these positions are just no longer needed yeah it's possible mm -hmm. it's possible that you know contracts are ramp finishing up or yeah. whatever um and that's yeah, where I mean, sometimes context is needed it can't just be generalized oh they laid off people at bethesda this could have been known to the employee that their time was coming up Tariq says should they take halo from 343 i think it's time no so here's yeah. here's the hard truth okay if 343 dissolves tomorrow halo goes away for a long time like 343 is it. If 343 is gone, there, there's basically no Halo for modern day Microsoft. So I don't think it needs to be taken from 343. I think 343 needs competent management and to let the developer and programmers and writers that they hired do what they're best at and let them create a good project that isn't interfered with by management within 343 from Microsoft. Let them do their jobs and not nitpick and micromanage every decision that the team is trying to craft yeah i i think like i said i i think with the i'm willing to give pierre the benefit of the doubt on this one i, th I think 
I, th I think they're going to be at least in the right direction now. But you're right. There were so many people that we heard that were like trying to lead the way. And it was now a lot of them are gone. We're like jo Joseph Staten's over now back with Xbox Publishing. So it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens this year for Halo. Sad Brad says, what's everyone's favorite track from Quest 64? Mine has got to be the Lara Pool theme. Much love, guys. Pretty sure you had to Google that to make sure. Now I know that there is a theme called Laura Pool in Quest 64. Thank you. <laughs> good about Quest 64. <laughs> Fusion says, does how Xbox handle 343 give you concern for how Xbox handling the other studios, especially 343 being right there in Washington? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. If you listen to last week's episode of Nate the Hate, mm. we talked about how we think Xbox is going to go this year. I think this is a very pivotal year for them. They have mm -hmm. to, they have to deliver on their acquisitions. And yep, they have a lot to do. So and yeah, that starts next week. Yep. Agree. I mean, really, we're still waiting to hear about things like Everwild. Fable so, be a long Fable. time. We mean a long time. That was announced a while ago. On Fable, I just want yeah. to hear when I, an Fable. update. There's been nothing. Perfect Dark. There's been Perfect zero. Dark. Yep. Rumors that look. Perfect Dark's going to be a minute too. Ooh. Yeah, Perfect Dark, Fable, like they've been, they were quick to announce everything, talk about how much they're doing. But then when it comes to, then we go a whole year without game. Game Pass has been great though. I can't say that. That's been good for people. This is a big See, week a, for them. They got to set up some release dates. Yeah, next week. Big next week. week begins. If they stumble next week. Oh my gosh. Then Oof. I'm, Oof. if they stumble next week, you're going to be ready, MVG, because. <laughs> we're recording a double episode gameplay for all the games there right and release dates that they've already it's announced like right that's it then we're seems like it i think okay. That, they okay. can't come in with a game like they can't they cannot have that show and say his release date for minecraft his release date for redfall his release date for the elder scrolls online as forza oh we don't have a date yet no if, if something like that happens you just throw your hands up and say What's Forza though? Nah, that, that Forza is the one that should be a lock. It's turn ten. That's actually Everything. the studio that I yeah. would be most confident in right now. Every all those big four have to have a release date. We have mm. to get nice, in-depth looks at the games. They cannot not deliver release dates on these titles. I, I agree be, fully. I don't think it needs to be super long because I know some like Xbox has done really long shows before in the past. I don't think it needs to be. Like, they I said, it's going to be forty minutes long. Yeah. Okay, that, that's 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 good. That, that's okay. Tim, ten minutes for each game and, is what I hope it is. And it sounds like there's going to be a few other things outside of just what they've named. So maybe some Game Pass stuff. Yeah, something like High uh, Hi Fi Rush will likely be there. That yeah. we talked about that last week. It's the Tango game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Go at see. Now we're talking Goldeneye. Okay. I'm, I'm, you would I'm think Goldeneye would be there. It would make sense. Yeah, but Goldeneye coming, continues to coming soon. <laughs> stealthily evade release andre Man. says xbox ain't got no games chad warden i am glad they laid off ten thousand people how are you going to have that many employees not have any first party games two years in shake my head playstation has at least six i understand All that in. you're like a character online <laughs> little ten thousand people losing their livelihoods and jobs just isn't good for them it is not Dark type says if there's one thing is gamers love, it's unexpected and deep story lore. 
X era says up guys haven't been able to watch live for a while good stuff on tear down victrix gambit controller i don't know what that is we'll look it up hmm. did you say vectrix or uh v-i-t-r-i-x gambit bit hmm. ricks don't know david says we are bubby thanks david tjo says never thought compile heart would come up on news wave i'm just waiting on the next neptunia to release this tuesday is dokemon really that popular they have the apparently dokemon it's a game coming up it was from the ps2 and the wii and it's apparently mario a mario party rpg i had not played it i looked the games up they're like 150 to 200 dollars now so that's probably why uh this is from is from Dark Dream says, not a big Nintendo guy outside Pokemon, but after getting into Metroid recently, I want to see how Metro Prime 4 will look, hopefully this year. And Final Fantasy VII Remake, RE4, Alan Wake 2, Street Fighter 6, Dead Space, and Diablo 4. Yet yeah, I think 2023 is going to end up being a pretty good year overall for games. Brian says, Spawnway, that statement about the app to keep track of retro game made me laugh so hard because I can't count the amount of times I've done that. Thank you for making my night. You guys rock. Thanks, Brian. Switch Realm says me or Super Switch? Super Switch. Super Switch? <laughs> Super Switch. Free, free Metroid Hat says, what is the rarest collectible you or a friend of yours has for me? It's my friend's Dolphin GameCube prototype. I have a couple of dev kits. Yeah, I'm saying it just has like dev kits. In the ceiling, you know, whatever. I don't know how valuable they are. Like they're not like super rare or anything, but they're a little more obscure. My, my favorite one is the um the Net Rose, the the black uh Sony PlayStation dev kit. That thing's awesome. I love that thing. I think the rarest thing I have is if you pre-ordered Pierce Solar and the Great Architects on Dreamcast when they did the HD remaster. It's like a Sega Genesis indie game, and they remade it with better music and backgrounds on the Dreamcast. And you'd pre-order it like five years ahead of time. Uh, the first 500 they sold, the developer wrote you a thank you card. So I kept hmm. the game, and I have the handwritten thank you card. And it's like, I mean, it's not valuable, but it's like rare, and I keep it just because it's cool. I'm like, wow, that's really weird that I waited five years to get this card in this great game. Duan says, Duan Davis says, what's up, y'all? What's up, OJ? I do got a crusher. OJ, what's going on with McKnight Suns for the Switch? Midnight Suns, I'm going to say, for the Switch. Okay, I got a question, OJ. What's going on with Midnight Suns for the Switch? Why is nobody talking about it? Is, what is it going? Is it going to release, I think? Thank you, Mr. Davis. Sorry, shout out to Mr. Davis, man. You're the homie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Midnight Sums is coming, Mr. Davis. It's coming. <laughs> hey, Midnight Suns, you know what? Uh Mr. Davis, Midnight Suns coming. is it's, it's it's a good game as well. I play yeah. it on the PS5. Yeah. It's a very good RPG. I think the card mechanics turn people off, but I saw people excited for Bat and Kaitos, and guess what? It also uses cards. So people about to be real confused when they when they fire up that game. Ruffle says, think the Steam Deck passed its honeymoon phase? Uh, no. I don't know, because I think people are still getting it for the first time. And when you get some of the first time, that's the honeymoon phase starts immediately. Mm -hmm. I still I still play mine quite a bit. I like Same. it. Callan says, if they increase Switch sales, maybe next gen won't be a hybrid and work with Switch. 
Sending oh then OJ loses our bet. Sending my best for RC. Hope he's doing okay. Oh, like the how they attempted to do the Game Boy Advance and DS stuff, and then they were like, nah, the DS is next gen for the their handheld. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy thinks that they're not going to do a hybrid, but he's uh, confused. He's saying that, hey, at one point he said, hey, they should follow what Microsoft and Sony does. Then I'm like, well, they're probably not going to. And then at another point he said, well, they're not going to do a hybrid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to they're do this. So he, he'll he uh, say random things at okay. times he says they should. And then he said, it's stupid if they don't do a hybrid. So they will not do a hybrid. That Those were his words. He said they should follow in, follow Microsoft and Sony. And then he said, after that, he said, well, they should do a hybrid, but they're not going to because they're stupid, even though he really literally just said they should follow Microsoft and Sony. So he's been, Callan Shaw, right? So he's been kind of like saying one thing, then saying another. He's, he's been kind of going all over. So uh, we'll see what they do. Um, we'll see. But, you know. Tijo says, speaking of Xbox Japan, where's all the physical releases at? It feels like almost all of the Japanese Xbox releases are digital only in Japan. And then they say... OJ, I'm still waiting for a Royal sequel. It's disappointing that Kasumi isn't in P5S or a DLC character in P5D. She and Ifumi are the best P5 girls. Stop being a fudging weeb, dude. Like, <laughs> the story's over with. Like, you got what you got. Royal was an addition. That's that. I don't move on to the next. Next thing, Persona 6. We know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Persona 6. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know about the Xbox physical sales in Japan. I feel like there are probably just a lot of digital sales there. I was just joking around. I, that was, <laughs> yeah, I was just joking. Uh, but X, there's no point in making physical games in Japan. The, the, the sell-through is going to be absolutely atrocious. It's, it's bad for PlayStation, you know, the, the, the physical sell-through on a lot of games. Some games do really well, but it's bad for PS5, and that's done considerably better than Xbox. So they're not going to waste their time making physical games in Japan. Nobody's going to buy them. Switch Corner says, do you think Ubisoft had messed up by creating a culture of waiting for a discount? Immortals and Mario Rabbids was $10 so quickly. Kind of talked about that with the Mario Rabbids stuff. Uh, it doesn't help. It does not help. It definitely <laughs> plays a factor. Yeah. Joe says, I'm loving uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Can't wait to see what Monolith Soft can create when not held back by dated hardware. They are my new favorite software dev team. Well, I assume they are hard at work now on what's next. Probably on Nintendo's next-gen system, I assume, now. For development yeah, monolith soft is one of those teams though they're never gonna go too crazy above what they're capable of obviously they have they have they can do some great things but don't expect them to make even on the next system to make something that looks as good as god of war ragnarok open mm -hmm. world and all that they're not going to do that they're going to make a game that that's you know good for the hardware that that pushes things but it's not going to be anything that's going to go well and above and beyond what we've seen in my opinion will it be more better fidelity and all that absolutely uh, but they have a certain style that they make and they're not, they're a big studio, but they're not that big. They're not like a thousand people or anything like sure. that. Peeps says, just beat my first Fire Emblem game awakening during the show. Shout out to ROJ for hyping me to the series and respect to RGT. Well, it's all downhill from here. No <laughs> awakening. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, shout out to Awakening. Fantastic game. Dark Dream says also Spider-Man 2, the PS5, and I am the most different from this cast. Grew up on Sega since the Dreamcast launched in 99, then Sega virtually died, then moved on to PlayStation Xbox. Will Sega ever return? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense for Sega to make hardware now. MTS says, what Souls or Souls-like game would you recommend for a first-timer? Elden Ring. Probably Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah Elden Ring. 
I, I've said this before, play them in reverse release order. So I think definitely Elden Ring, then Dark Souls 3, 2, 1, and then uh, Demon Souls. I think no, they no, actually, no. they hard, no, no, no. yeah, they get harder. Play, play Elden Ring, then play Bloodborne, skip the rest. What? Oh my <laughs> god. I mean, oh, I mean oh. sorry, Jesus definitely do, definitely correct in that yeah, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, but... Damn, you gotta play Demon Souls on PS5. No, no you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I I like Demon Souls a lot, but I do think it's by far the hardest. Uh, so I think it's one of the ones you gotta play later in the order. You'll get frustrated. Yeah, do Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. Tyler Walls says with the Smash Amiibo set nearly complete, would no new Tears of the Kingdom Amiibo give us an idea of the state of Amiibo moving forward? Any info? What the fuck's an amiibo? I feel like they're gonna they're definitely gonna have amiibo. Oh my gosh. They'll 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 sell some amiibo, I, I feel like, for Tears of the Kingdom. They'll have a special edition switch, they'll have amiibo, they'll have merchandise. I think it'll be they'll the flying find... door. That'll be good. I hope so. I might buy that one if it is. Yes. Asim says, did the company culture and allegations at Ubisoft affect their financials? Some boycotted their releases and were pretty vocal about it, like Arlo. Well, I imagine that PR probably did not help them either, and it definitely didn't help with morale. So I'm I'm sure that also played a part. Let's see. Let me go around here as I finish up with some of the super tests. Also, double check Streamlabs as to make sure I, I catch everything there too. Let me start with Max Dreamcast guy. Where can everyone find you? Uh, YouTube.com/slash Dreamcast guy. Uh, I have two big videos coming out next week: uh, a review for For Spoken and a review for the Dead Space remake. One of these games is going to be great. One of these games is going to be epically bad. So please go subscribe. Oh, did we get everyone's? Did we get everyone's Metacritic prediction for For Spoken? We didn't. We didn't. Let's do that very quickly. Hard. 65. 62. 62. 70. Whoa! MVG is just like burying this thing. That's like Saint. What'd you say, MVG? 52. 52. 52. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's near Balan. Oh, no. Balan's lower than that. Uh, I'm going to go 70. I'm going 67. Weird day when the 70 is the high pick. What are you going, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 64 to Jeez. 68. What kind of range is that? No, you got to pick one number. 65. Yeah. You said I, I was going to go 64 right to 83, you know, somewhere in there. Oh, I'm giving like the five point range. <laughs> Everyone picked one number and he comes I in with did. the whole range. I think somewhere, be somewhere between 40 say, and 70, I, I think. 52 <laughs> to 57. That's because your number is ridiculous to begin with. People did on Twitter. One guy, my child's <laughs> my mad Nate, he, or my other Nate that I know, he was like, oh, I'm predicting for Fire Emblem and get, I'm predicting a 78 to 87. I'm like, what the? <laughs> no, no. I'm going to tweet then, at 52. I'm going to come in at 69. 69. Okay. Nice. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Bat says, I long for a new Turok game. MVG, cool. can you please make a new Turok game? What kind of battle pass do we need to make that happen? <laughs> Probably a dinosaur one. If we don't get a new Turok game, it's MVG's fault. There are True. certain things that are just default MVG's fault. This is one of them. Probably right. Brian says, not on topic, but any of you guys interested in the PSVR 2 day one purchase or wait and see? Uh, wait I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get it as soon as I can, yes. So I, I... hopefully it shows up day one if they ship it out. I, I'm going to find out this experience Listen, with the DualSense Edge because that's showing up next week. So those like... 36 games, just take them all away and give me Half-Life Alex. That's all. That's all. That's all that would have helped. But I'm going to play I Gran Turismo. Really. I'll play Gran Turismo on Horizon at least. When that I mean, drops. that's when you look at the launch lineup that they detailed this week, 
it's not a bad lineup the problem is is that so many of the games are just repurposed psvr1 games like moss and moss book 2 Bumper. I love Tetris Effect. I love. Oh, I was about yeah, to say that's like the that's that's the that's the underrated mm-hmm. one right there. People got to check that I've out. Played Tetris Effect so yeah. many times. I've played on VR on the that's, on the PS4. It's a great. It's right. a fantastic experience. And it's that's gonna the look thing better. is do you want to spend another ten dollars to have it on PSVR two or even Res with now it has mm-hmm. eye tracking. It's a fantastic game. But if you played it on PSVR one, is it enough of a reason for you to mm-hmm. buy PSVR two on launch? But right Resident now, Evil Village. Just, I don't, I don't think that's enough of a killer app to invest in a $500 headset alone. Yeah. They're just missing that one must-have launch Alex, game. Half-Life Alex would have done it. It yeah. would have done it. Like It's a great lineup. It just doesn't have a killer app. Mm-hmm. And I, now that I've played Alex for the first time, that is the best VR game I've ever played by a fucking mile. Yeah. You throw it's cans American. of soup at the pigeons on the street like I did in there. It was fun. Well, I was just blown away by the way the gun works and how you put <laughs> items like up your you put your items like up your sleeve and pull them out. Like it's so yeah. intuitive. It's pretty cool. X era says Vitrix Gambit controller has low latency for Xbox. I use it for Rocket League on PC. Can't go back to Xbox controller only Elite. I've oh, tried. Interesting. Okay. We'll check that out. Good I said call. Vitrix. Call. I'm such a boomer. What a boomer. <laughs> Good call, Xera. Metro Knight says, do you think combining studios would be easier to manage? Maybe combine id with 343 to assist with Halo. I don't know what could help at this point. Uh, I, I think they just need that. their management structure in place. I think Ryan McCaffrey or someone tweeted that id should take over Halo. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Plus, I don't think it's id would not. even want to take Halo anyway. I, you, can't just, I, you can't just give it to someone else. It, it's not really the way things work. You know, it, it's it, it would never want to take on Halo. That that's why I think the current plan on paper is that once they get Call of Duty, I think they're going to move over some Activision devs and go. All right, let's cycle people that have made the most profitable shooters ever and see what they think of Halo. I feel like they'll have a lot of experience for live service shooters all of a sudden come into the company. Then, so maybe they can. I don't know, do some cross stuff there to just to figure it out. Kind of like like Bungie is part of Sony, and Sony's like, yeah, we're tapping into that knowledge right away. So, I guess it's possible. Then Xera says, anybody anybody watch Mythic Quest? I have not. Mm-mm. I think it's on Apple TV. Which one was oh, that on? Okay. Then Xera says, MVG make a Spawncast game. There no. you go. MVG, where can I ever find you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Modern Vintage G and on YouTube at Modern Vintage Gamer. Um, I uh, did a video on Monday last week, so I'm kind of back making content again. I have one out on this coming Monday as well, so check out the channel. Um, Nate and I will have an episode out next week, I'm sure. Possibly two. We'll see. But, yeah, it's going to be a pretty busy week next week. Eagles blew, or the Eagles blew out the Giants 38-7. My gosh. OJ, where can everyone find you? I'll talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me not not in New York. Jeez. Blown out. Um, <laughs> but I'm right here on YouTube. I've got some cool Fire Emblem videos that I'm working on right now. So if you're a beginner and you want mm. to get into Fire Emblem um, and some of the advanced stuff that they necessarily don't tell you about or don't spend too much time on, I'm working on those videos for the coming week. I've got a big video, another big video coming up on Fire Emblem tomorrow. So you guys can check that out or check out some of the stuff that I've already done on Fire Emblem. Did a lot of stuff. Shout out to all the new people coming through. 
uh, for that. And I also stream pretty much daily. So new videos pretty much daily and streaming pretty much daily on the channel. Player Essence, uh, thank you to everybody who supports. I appreciate it. Ghostlight says, is anyone excited for finally getting a modernized 2D Mario Bros. Uh, title? New mechanics, new art style, online multiplayer? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. Take, take all of that. Yeah. Uh, and let's go to uh, Nate. Nate, we're going to remind you. You can find me on YouTube at Nate the Hate. As MVG said, we will have a new episode this week, potentially two. That is dependent on how the Microsoft showing goes on oh. Thursday this week. If it's dreadful, I'm going to lay into Microsoft. If it's pleasant, I'm probably not going to touch it. But we'll talk about it on the podcast up. then. On the Spawncast, we'll talk about it. Yeah, That's save it. But we have an episode up right now talking about the Switch and a timeline regarding dev kits. We also have an Xbox predictions episode from two weeks ago that people can go listen to. Okay, and then Evan. Evan actually has a shout-out to do tonight because he has a channel going. Oh, oh yeah. yeah you can, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at Kimrix Project. I also started posting videos on my YouTube channel, Kimrix Project, as well. It's mostly tabletop stuff. So, I mean, if you're into that, you can check it out. But I know it's not going to be for everyone Post here. the link in the chat. Let people know. Let the good people know, Evan. Let them know. Hey, there's some there's some production stuff going in there. There's some serious work going on those videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to streamline that so I don't burn out real quick. Hey, if you're someone curious in the tabletop scene or the game, what, you're doing like Warhammer? Specifically Kill Team for now, which is part okay. of the Games Workshop stuff, but yeah. Yeah, if you're curious about it, getting into them, learning about it, Evan's, Evan's got it covered. He's I've heard Kill Team's there. awesome. I've, I've heard from a lot of my friends that Kill Team is freaking awesome. It's so. super fun. It's so fun. Yeah, so make sure drop that drop that link in the chat and everything, yeah, and I'll, I, think, I can update your uh, your link in the uh, description going forward if you want it to be that instead of your yeah, Twitter. So but, you I know. subscribed. I subscribed to your channel. I think from a there long time is, ago. But... <laughs> Unless you unsubscribed and no, reassessed. I, I I guess I wasn't <laughs> subscribed previously because I just clicked subscribe. Unless it did that YouTube thing where I just oh these things are like thing. legit painted and everything. Oh man. Yeah, I, I've been going quite crazy these past couple. Wow, months. that's like legit work done to those things. Jeez. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Uh, that's that's Spawncast tonight. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next. Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll definitely have the Microsoft show to talk about, and we'll see what else happens in the crazy world of video games. See you guys then. Fuck Mario Sunshine. Buy a toy. Suck it! <laughs> <laughs>